Missed uh, Thursday's show, it would have sounded something like this. Uh, my, right, uh, back to the phones. Harry is in Piccadilly next. Hi, Harry. Hi there. Uh, Harry, uh, yeah, from yeah. Circus. Okay, what did you want to say, Harry? This is about oh, Diane's oh. situation, isn't it? Uh, is that about the um, 16-year-old going out with the 21-year-old? That's the one. What I'd say really is I think um, that, um, her mother should try to stop this uh, relationship. But how, Harry? That's the, the point. Simple, well, for the simple reason, she must... Is she made or is she on her own, the 16-year-old's um, the, the, the mother? Uh, I don't know, actually. Diane doesn't make a... Uh, she didn't tell me. say or not. No, she hasn't told me she's Because I think she'd interrogate him very well, or as much as she could, and then... Uh, trying to split the relationship for the simple reason a man matures at 21 but a 16 year old girl is not really a woman Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Good evening, this is Pitcher Field with Absolute Baseball. In weekend action, if it's Detroit over the Jays, 10 to 4. The Yankees over the White Sox, 2 to 1. Tampa Bay over Boston, 5 to 3. And the Mets over Houston, 5 to 1. Tonight, it's Toronto at Tampa Bay and Anaheim at Seattle. So, till next time, see you in the bullpen. It, it's um, what I like to call uh, a bank holiday. How are you, Eloise? I'm all right. How are you? I'm in agony. I am in I'm in actual agony for many many reasons, but also make, take being a slight sheen on it. I am off my face. I have had so many drugs this weekend. It's amazing. Have you got a rubber ring to sit on? Now? I've not got a rubber ring at home. I've been using um, when you're um, pregnant. You get these these sort of these cushions that are curved a bit. I don't know what they're for, really, but I've been I've been sitting on that, and that's been protected. For those who are new to the show, I had uh, an arse operation on Friday, <laughs> uh, and um, Jesus, I feel awful. I should not have come in tonight. I had my first... I'm going to say it, dear listener, if, you, if you're a sensitive disposition, Vicky Blight's still in the, the building, cover your ears. I had my first poo today since Thursday, and, I, and I'm glad the house was empty, because I was screaming like a banshee. It was awful. It was awful. I am off my face on painkillers. I've got some... They gave me two sets of painkillers. They gave me one that, the ones that aren't very strong. I've not had those. And ones that are very, very strong. I've had lots of those. <laughs> and it's like... It's like taking acid, man. It's like that... I, I, and well, as soon as you have, I've never had a general anaesthetic. You've had it, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much they don't tell you. They don't tell you that once you've had a general anaesthetic, you can't pee. This didn't happen to me. Oh, it happened to me. That what they do is they keep you in until you pee, and then they go, "Okay, your bladder's working. You can go." Really? And I didn't. I was. I was getting bored. You know, I felt fine. So I said, "Oh, I've, I've had a pee." I hadn't really. Like a dribble had come out, and I thought, "Well, that's enough." And so uh, I was getting ready to go, and then I started having a whitey, and I was sweating, and I nearly fainted. And the nurse said, he's got to lie down for another half an hour. I'm thinking, oh, no, my wife's up there. I want to go home. <laughs> and then, like, 20 minutes later, I went, I'm all right now, nurse. I'm just going to go. And I sort of went, and it was horrible. But so they... I, I've not peed since... I peed on Sunday was the first time I peed. I spent all of Saturday just stood at the toilet, holding little Ian, and wanting to wee, but nothing was just going out. And I just stood there going, why? 
Why is this not happening? Where's it going then? Well, it's just not coming out at all. It's just state building up. Do you feel bursting all the time? I did. I did feel bursting all the time. I can sort of wean now on demand sometimes, like 50 50. But so I had the, the anaesthetic, right? The anaesthetic's amazing. Now, listen, I've not had drugs for, I'm a week, uh, four weeks off not having drugs for six years, okay? And I don't really have any kind of mood altering thing or anything like that. I've given up caffeine and alcohol and all of those things. So I'm, you know, really kind of uh, a, a, a clean life. And they took me into the anaesthetic, right? And I spent, I was so nervous. They give you two g- gowns to put on, and one g- goes on back to front so they can see your bum. <laughs> the other one goes, and I didn't know which was which. So I'm naked in this cubicle, and I kept putting them on, and then going, oh no, this is the wrong way around. So then I'd take it off and put the other, and I was going, oh no, this is terrible. I thought, do you know what? It doesn't really matter. So they wheel, oh no, that's it, they don't wheel you in. You have to walk to the anaesthetic, then you get on the bed. And there's, there's nurse camp says, well, I'm going to give you an anaesthetic. You're going to get two injections. First one's going to make you feel a bit drunk. And it's quite nice, she <laughs> said. And the second one will knock you out completely. And I said, what happens um, if I wake up in the middle of the operation? She says, you won't. <laughs> I said, you know, but what happens if I wake up and I can feel everything, but I can't speak and tell you? She <laughs> said, well, why are you asking me? That won't happen. But so she gave me the first, opera- the first injection. The first injection... It was amazing. I don't know what it was. It was amazing. But suddenly my eyes are like darts just firing all around the room. I'm going, Jesus, man. And I, did, I was swearing. I was going, this is effing good stuff, man. And then she gave me another injection. She says, right, you'll be out in five seconds, four seconds. And I was gone. Well, did you do your counting I didn't, get, I didn't get the time to do the counting. I was suddenly out of it. There's me thinking, oh, this is nice. I'm going to have a bit more of these visuals. And then I was out of it. And then the next thing I know, literally, like a second later, there's a nurse going, Mr. Lee, time to wake up. It's finished. <laughs> Why have you woken me up? I'm asleep. And then, and then as soon as she woke up, my bum... Killed. Oh, it was killing me. Killing me. And the first thing she said was, do you want some morphine? I went, yes, give me some of that. And she gave me some. Gave me quite... She goes, I've given you quite a big dose. Is that, is that feeling any better? I went, no, I want some more morphine. She said, are you sure? I said, yeah, double the dose. So she gave me double morphine. And then a bit later on, I said, can I get some more morphine? They said, no, you've had um, more than you're allowed. Oh. So I'd, I'd had the limit of what I was allowed. And then I spent the afternoon just kind of... Um, Do you regret having it all at once now, then? All the drugs? Yeah. All the morphine, yeah, yeah. I should have spread it out <laughs> over the weekend. That's what <laughs> yeah. I used to do. But no, I, I, and then I, I spent most of the afternoon lying on a bed, and then I got up to go to the loo, and I was, all, I was out of it. I was all over the place. And it's, it's never nice when you stand up to go to the loo and you turn and look at the bed, and where your ass has been, there's just loads of blood. That's oh. never nice. That's never a nice sight. Uh, and then I, find, I managed to go home, and I've just spent the weekend in agony. Yeah. Agony. And I should not have come in. I came in you on the shouldn't. bus. And I was feeling sick. The thing is, I had, I went to, the, I, I'm sorry, dear listener, this is what has happened this weekend. I have to share this. This has been my life. I emptied my bowels this, the, today at about 12 o'clock. Then I went to bed for five hours and slept for five hours. I was so I exhausted. But then. Just before I got on the bus, I thought, I've been taking laxatives all week. On on yesterday, Saturday, I took a week's worth of laxatives in one day. That's so bad for you. It wasn't happening. And then on the way here, before I came out, I thought, well, I better take some more laxatives. Oh, God. And I got to the bus stop, I thought, oh, no. Feeling the gurgles. Oh, and there's a rumble in the jungle. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but and then, by, and then by the time I got here, it was too late, and it had all gone back up. Oh, I've had no. a horrible weekend, Eloise. Do you want to have a look? I'll show you my... 
I'll show you my... What? Oh, do you not want to see? <laughs> no. Okay, I'll just show you my stitches. Um, my ah. stitches. So, it basically, um, I, I'm, I'm feeling awful, okay? I'm, I'm in a lot of pain, a lot of pain. And I'm not. I, I'm doing a Ben Jones here. I might not be in tomorrow. I, I should not have come in today. I, there's no way I should have come in today. I, I'm, I'm booking I it already. I may be bunking off tomorrow. I, <laughs> I really don't know how. It, the only reason I came in today is because it was a bank holiday. And I knew that it's difficult for Paul Sylvester to get off his lazy backside and answer the phone on a bank holiday Monday <laughs> and phone up someone. So that's why I came in. But tomorrow, I'm warning you now, dear listener, it may not be me. So, uh, tonight we have several questions stemming from those. We can talk about anything, of course, as is always the way. Um, but uh, the, the pain, pain, just pain. What's the most pain you've ever had? Ladies, don't phone in and say having a baby. I'm not interested. What, <laughs> what I had done to me on Friday was more painful than having a baby. And I know because my wife's had a baby. Did she say that it sounded more painful? No, she said it didn't sound anywhere near as bad. I said, ah, but you don't <laughs> know that. You don't know that. So, the most pain you've ever felt, oh double three oh one two three twelve fifteen, and also, have you ever been at work and been completely off your face? Because that, dear listener, is the predicament I find myself in now. Years ago, it used to be a regular thing, and I could, I could handle it, but it's, it's new to me again, and I am all... I can barely... I can't even look straight. I can barely look at you, Eloise. My mind is firing off in a hundred different directions. I feel a bit woozy. I'm clenching my buttocks. I'm in, I'm in a, a mess. <laughs> I'm in a mess. Great. Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three. Happy bank holiday! Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen is the telephone number. If you can answer that, uh, any uh, uh, of those questions. There's also another thing I need to. I'm, I'm doing a best man. I'm, I'm a best man at someone's wedding in two weeks. Right, twelve days, I guess it is now. And I have not written the best man speech. And I had a little go last week. And then I was planning to do it today, but I was just lying on the sofa going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I've I've got like twelve days to write a best man speech, and I don't know what to do. Don't get any of the lines off the internet. Oh, this is you, and you. I've been to weddings where they've done this, and you know that they've you know that they've done yeah. that. And, and I looked, I did look online, and there are sites where you can just copy and paste whole speeches and just yeah. put in the person's name. I once went to a wedding, and the best man and the father of the bride had the same speech practically. Get <gasps> no. to change it all. No way. <laughs> That's so lazy. I did. I did have a look just to see how bad they were. And it is, you type in the age of the person, their interests, where they work, and then it will generate a speech for you. Oh, yeah. That's so lazy. Very lazy. I have been emailing a few friends, because my memory is shot to pieces, and this guy is the nicest guy in the world, and I can only remember one... It's a good story I can remember about one him. good story about him, and it's too filthy to tell. I can only allude to it in the speech, and, and four other people will get so it. It's the, filthy, it's the filthiest story ever. So I've emailed some friends, and have you got some stories that are a little bit rude, but aren't filthy about this guy? Because I don't remember anything. I've got a couple of things, but I don't... So, the, the best man speeches, if you've ever done one, Oh double three oh one two three twelve fifteen. Does if you were at a wedding and there was a disastrous best man speech where it went badly, friend of mine uh, did a brilliant best man speech. We had a flip chart and he drew a picture of the groom's brain and the bride's brain and what was missing from each one and how when their brains went together they filled in the gap. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Oh double three oh. One two three twelve fifteen is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, we are talking about um, the most pain you've ever felt, being off your face at work, and best man speeches. Oh double three oh one two three twelve fifteen. Let's go to Rod. Good evening, Rod. Hi, uh, how you doing? I'm terrible. It's, 
Oh, no. What, what, what's the matter with your bum? I had, um, an, I had uh, anal fissure. Can you explain to us what that is? That's a hole in my bum that's not my bum. Um, right, so how did that happen? Um, through... Can you explain that to us? I cannot explain that, that's private. Okay, well, you keep that to yourself. Thank you, sir. I'll talk to, I'll talk to you about my pain. Yes, Rod. Worst pain I've ever had. Um, used to have slammed door trains on Southeast trains. And, um, got oh, yeah. into this train once, holding the door open for my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Well, she's an ex now, you know. Yeah. And um, I was had my thumb in the crease of the door. Oh. Slammed it. Oh. The door didn't shut. And I thought, why is this door not shutting? So you did it again? Well, I tried... Well, she tried it again. Oh. Said, I'll pull it, I'll pull it. And, of course, my thumb, you know, as it was, so, you know, between Petswood and Orpington, I was actually puking up on the train. Jesus. The pain, just so painful. Did the nail come off? Yeah, the nail, yeah. it was blood, claret everywhere. I've, I've shut, when I was a kid, I locked, my mum locked my uh, middle finger in the door of her mini. She slammed yeah. the door shut and locked it, and then I went... And she then unlocked it, and, and uh, that was very unpleasant. But yeah, it's, it's a painful, painful thing, Rod. And uh, did you get yeah, any no, treatment for that? How did it go again in the mini? Sorry? How did it go again in the mini? It went... Thanks, Ian. Thank you, Rod. There we go. Um, I remembered something. I was going to... I warn you now, dear listener, I am... Ah, oh, that was it. So I'm at home on... Uh, and very kindly, my wife's parents... I had to look after the baby because Fandango was working at the weekend. And Friday afternoon, I said, there is no way I'm going to be able to look after the boy. Can you get your mum up to help? Because I, I just can't do it. And I'm so... And they came up and they did a brilliant job. But then Sunday... They went out with the boy, and Fandango was at work, and I was downstairs, just come downstairs to get some laxative and some bum cream. And the phone rang, and I answered it, and it was Maria, one of my wife's Greek cousins from Greece. She went, Ah, Ian! Uh, yes, hello, Maria, how are you? I'm fine! How is your bum today? And it turns out the whole Greek family knew about it. All the Greeks had been told what was going on! You know, yes, I know I've come onto the radio and confessed that that is... Um, the situation, but none of the family or friends listen to this rubbish because they um, have no interest in my life whatsoever. But she, my wife had gone around and told everyone what it was I would had done. Oh, well. We'll get there in the end. Danny's on the M25. Good evening, Danny. Danny. Hello, Danny. He's gone. Well, there, that's a good start to the show, isn't it? Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen is the phone number. We're talking about the most painful thing that's ever happened to you. Being off your face at work and best man speeches. Have you done one? Have you been at a wedding where there was a terrible one? Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. This is the Absolute Radio. Ian Lee. It's about love and life. And live radio wrestling matches. Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. Good evening, dear listener. Uh, Ian Lee on Absolute Radio, starting at 10 this evening, because it's a bank holiday. I don't know why that means we have to start it. I don't quite know what the difference is about bank holidays, except the TV is rubbish. All day, utter tosh. What did I watch today? Well, I watched a bit of Coronation Street, 
where um, the, 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 the man got to drive a train. Why do they let him drive a train? I mean, you wouldn't... He was driving that train on his own. You wouldn't be shoveling coal in your wedding suit either. And then the transsexual um, was on a separate part of the train and um, had to... The train went a different direction and they were running along the track and they actually found one of those things that only exist in Laurel and Hardy films. You know, the sort of train platforms where it's got a handle and you up, down, up, down, up, down. That does, they don't really exist, do they? Has anyone ever seen an up, down, up, down on a train line, ever? I don't believe it for one second. Let's go to Libsy Lou's dad. Hello, Libsy Lou's dad. Yeah. We can hear what they're talking about. Hello? Yeah, so what happened at your brother's wedding? My brother's wedding? Uh, yeah. That was the, the least of my... I've got three really good... Um, Who was that telling you what to say, then? M- my daughter. Oh, is that Libsy Lou? That's Libsy Lou, yeah. OK. Hello, Libsy Lou! Hello, Libsy Lou. She's saying hello. Hello, OK. So, but you, she was priming you on what to say. Why can't she say these things herself? Uh, because my, <laughs> because I was phoning you about my wedding. Oh, OK, OK. In that case, let's, let's hear <laughs> it. It's actually funnier. OK, yeah. good. We don't want to hear Libsy Lou's rubbish story, then. No, no. way. <laughs> Do you want to know about my wedding? Yeah, go on then. Okay. Uh, I'd put on a little bit of weight um, between getting the ring and uh, getting married, and it didn't quite fit. So no. we drove around um, Covent Garden yeah. uh, trying to get my ring stretched. Hello, and, yes. Uh, yeah, that's the right place. This man, as part of his speech, told, told this story that we were driving around Covent Garden looking for a jeweller to uh, get the bridegroom's ring stretched. Yeah. And my other mate, Spike, laughed so much that he fell off his chair. Fantastic. There you go, but you nobody see. Nobody else laughed. Nobody got it. He was the only person laughing. He was the only person, yeah. Well, this, you open up another, a whole new can of worms, Libsy Lou's dad. And I'm going to stay there a second. I'm going to put this out as a topic. Where have you been where you are the only person <laughs> laughing at a joke? There, there must be other instances. I've been sat in um, uh, plays before where I've been the only person laughing at stuff that I think is hilarious. And the rest of the theatre's been deadly silent. Yeah, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, have you ever done a spike? That's what we'll call it. Have you ever pulled ever a, spike? a spike? There we go. Is- Anything else, Libsy Lou's dad? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at, uh, this is actually about Libsy Lou. Okay. At my best man's wedding, Yes. Um, I was doing this wonderful best man speech, because I was best man to uh, right. my best man, and uh, at the punchline of all of my jokes, I got this little tug on my sleeve yeah. from this little girl called Libsy Lou. Uh-oh. And she's just, go away, go away. And it was in Ireland, and it was a very well-crafted speech, or it had been. Um, and she came and ruined the whole blooming speech? Yeah, she did, yeah. She Awful. Did. Yeah. Uh, but it was in Ireland, so it was okay, because I said, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Americans are getting the best of the Irish, so they all loved it. There we go. I, d- I don't quite know what that... Uh, thank you, Libsy Libs. I don't know what that reference means there, but... Um, so, do you, this is the thing. You can't put... Eloise, you can't put jokes, like proper jokes, into a best man speech, can you? Uh, not like knock-knock, who's there sort of thing. Yeah, you can't, you know, there was a, an Englishman, an Irishman and a Jew, and you can't do those kind of things, <laughs> no, can you? No, you've got to do, they have to be relative. They've got to be stories about... Yeah. ...about him, haven't they? Yeah, and like, I'd say but so. Not to, uh, a couple of months before I got married, uh, we went to a friend's wedding, and my father-in-law came to the wedding, and the best man at this wedding told a f- filthy stories, like about... about oh, no. Uh, yeah, everything, really filthy... And you know it really inappropriate. That is massively inappropriate. And he was he was sat next to the grandmother, 
And um, my father-in-law, who, the man who was to become my father, had turned to me and said, your best man won't be doing a speech like that, will he? And I said, oh, no, Peter, of course he won't. <laughs> and then I'm outside and I'm phoning up my mate going, listen, you can't do anything rude in the best man's speech. <laughs> but it was so inappropriate. I mean, really, like, filthy. And I'm worried that I, I have a tendency to be a little bit blue. And I'm worried that I'm going to judge it wrong and... Oh, I'm, I'm so yeah, nervous. Yeah, or you might be hyped up from the crowd because you do Woo! the show, Ian, don't you? Woo! And I do, I do so you what? might show Ian. I, I might show Ian. I might show Little Ian if they're lucky. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a kilt. I'll be wearing a kilt. You might show Little Ian. There. I might show Little Ian there. Do I wear. I've got. I, I, I'm going to have to wear pants. Well, if. Uh, uh, every, all night, everyone will say, Are you a true Scotsman? Yeah. You'll get that joke. So it just depends on what the outcome is that you want. Um, uh, the outcome is I don't want anyone to see my testicles. Then wear pants. My friend will not be wearing pants because he wears kilts at everyone's wedding. And uh, uh, two weddings, I have seen his breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> is that a phrase? I never heard I that. I use that. I don't know if it is. I'll well, say I've, it is. I've seen his breakfast, lunch, and indeed his dinner. Take it, it means everything. I saw everything. Everything. Well, the topics are firing out like gold dust this evening. Um, ever been the only person to laugh at something? Ever worn a kilt? Most painful thing uh, and best man speeches. Colette. Good evening, Colette. Hello, Ian. I like the name Colette. I think it's grossly underused. <laughs> Yes, it's not very common, luckily. Is it, it's, it's a nice name, Colette. Is it one L, two T's? It is, Well yes. done, well done. That's the, the French way, of course. Of course, madame. <laughs> what have you got for us, Colette? Well, it was once at a very cringy wedding yep. where the um, best man decided to make a comparison to not only the bride but ex-girlfriend oh. to cars. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. And we all stood there in stunned silence while he said that the be- that the, the groom had been out with many old bangers oh, God. before. Yeah. He had also test-driven many hot Ferraris. <laughs> and now was settling with a nice, reliable <gasps> VW. No! <laughs> That's awful! I know. That's awful! And I'm assuming that went down very, very badly, did it? <laughs> What did the bride do? She just looked stunned, as did her whole family. Jeez. I didn't know them very well, because I was a guest of the groom's friend, but... So you were allowed to laugh? I was... <laughs> were, were people laughing? You, I bet you were, weren't you, Colette? I was laughing inwardly. I didn't want to show how much I thought it was just so insulting, really. It's supposed to be the bride's big day, and... Yeah. There's it a f- wasn't a hot Ferrari, apparently. There's a phenomenon at, um, at weddings that I'd never noticed before. I went to a wedding a few weeks ago... <laughs> And it's where people have a sweepstake on how long all the speeches are going to take. Have you done this? No. Oh, it's brilliant. And so everyone at the table puts two quid in, and you bet on how long all of the speeches, from the moment the first person stands up to the moment the last person st- sits down, how long that will be. And there's, there's a lot of money riding on these things. <laughs> I might do a Pakistan cricket team and um, take a few backhanders. <laughs> a- allegedly, he says, allegedly. Collect. thank you for that. But I might do if anyone is going to this wedding in uh, in two weeks' time and uh, wants to offer me a bribe. I'm there. Have you played this? Well, it's, it's a sweepstake on how long the sweet the speeches are going to be. It seems like a marvellous idea. I was I'm woefully underguessed. I was miles under miles, but um, it's definitely worth doing. O double three O one two three twelve fifteen. Now Charlie is going to tell us about pain. Good evening, Charlie. Hiya. Hello, Charlie. How are you? I, I know how you are. I'm in. I'm. Do you know what? I'm in agony, but the agony is offset by the fact I'm off my face. I've brought some of the <laughs> weak painkillers with me, not the strong ones, not the horse tranquilizers, but I've got some weak ones with me, and uh, I may take some in about an hour's time. Uh, but I, 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 it may make me a bit more slur. I can't see properly, Charlie. 
It, what are they? Tramadol? The Tramadol are the ones I've got at home. Ah. They're the strong ones. The ones I've got here are... Um, I'll just go to my little bag of goodies. <laughs> um, let me see. What did I bring? What did I? What did Uncle Ian bring with himself today? Hang on. Oh, no, don't tell me I've left her at home. That was my only thing getting me through, was knowing that I had these tablets. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, I don't think I've got them. Oh, no. Oh, no, I've got, um, Codidromol. Oh, I've had Cocodamol. I have that all the time. That's pretty good. OK. So, that's uh, not bad what I've brought. OK. Well, that's, that's my packed lunch for this evening. But I also, I, I may need to go and... Uh, I, you've asked, Charlie, so I'm going to tell you. I may need to go off and try and evacuate my bowels again. Oh, you should put on the full version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Then. I might do. Uh, listen, I, I so should not have come to work this evening. As soon as I got oh. on the bus, I sat down on the bus, I thought, I have made a terrible, terrible mistake today. There is no way... I should have come in this evening. But we're here! Well, you've already left the house. It's too late. Exactly. You've left the house. There's no point in going back at all. No. Anyway, what can I do for you, Charlie? Uh, the most pain I've ever been in. But you're, you're only 15 years old. You've never felt pain. I am 22. 22. Thank you. Although the pictures would, would deny that. But okay. Be quiet. No, seriously, I'm 22. Okay. I've seen the pictures, though. You don't look it. No, but I am. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I hate having this row with people. Okay. Um, no, I got meningitis when I was about 16. Oy, oy, oy. I know. You're not even supposed to get it when you're 16. You should be, like, really young or really old. Yeah. I'm not sure how I got it. But you look really young, though, so you probably looked about six when you were 16. Yes, thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I think. But, no, I've never, ever felt so awful in my life. It felt like every bone in my body was... It felt like it was breaking apart. Really? It was so horrifying. And what yeah. do you do? You just lie there, do you, and take pills? Well, sort of, but you, then you lie there panicking about uh, about the septicemia, because meningitis won't kill you, but the septicemia Oy, will. Man alive. I was, I was praying for someone this weekend. Why wouldn't I have the general anaesthetic and they knew I was going to be a lot of pain? Why did they wake me up, Charlie? I would have no idea. The, the nurse woke me up, and I'm thinking, no, please let me lie here and enjoy this. It was well, did they not? Did they give to give you something? Is that why? Well, they woke me up to give me some some morphine. I'm thinking I could have stayed asleep, and you could have saved yourself an injection there. Oh, but you might have been woken up screaming in pain. Well, uh, if it if it wore off, and then they hadn't given you the morphine. The morphine didn't really do a lot apart from make me feel happy. I was I was in pain, yeah, but I felt happy. Yeah, it's a bad. <laughs> anyway, but you got over it, and you're you're fine now, Charlie. I'm assuming. Uh, more or less, yeah. Okay, but of course you, we all know you've had your heart broken by an insensitive granddad. No, it, it wasn't broken. It was sort of mutual. Okay, it was. It was. But it's okay. I have a date tomorrow. Oh really? Yeah. How, how old? He's, he's the same age as me. Twenty-two. No, it'll never last, Charlie. It'll, he's lovely. It'll never last. You want him to be forty-seven? No, I don't. And he wasn't forty-seven. <laughs> oh, okay, fifty-two. Well, Charlie, I, I hope the date. Uh-huh. Where, where are you going tomorrow? What are you doing with him? Um. I don't know. There's a, apparently there's a really nice wine bar. Wine bars? You're going, you're going back in time to the 1980s? I don't care. It's an expensive wine bar. Then That's that, as, as long as it's expensive. Charlie, have a lovely time tomorrow. I hope it goes very well. Thank you. Best of luck. Bye-bye. Oh double three oh one two three twelve fifteen. More of your calls after Mumford & Sons. No, that's not right. Salute. Radio.
try Danny again. Danny, are you there this time? Yes, Ian, yes. Good, good, good. Right, excruciating... Yes, Danny. Try this one. Okay. 39 years old, circumcision. But that's... They gave you an anaesthetic. Oh, yeah, I went under. Good. General or local? General. Why did you get that done at 39 years old? Uh, just medical reasons. It was a, a few problems, and um, okay. uh, apparently, one in seven men have it done. Don't, I don't. Oh, I've just tensed my buttocks there. That's not a good thing. You're saying one in seven men, as they get older, mm. have to have a circumcision. Mm. No, I don't buy that. I think someone so, someone sold you a pup there, Danny. <laughs> well, no, I need to have it done. How sore was your knob? Right. 18 stitches around the end of it. <sighs> what happens in the morning when um, we wake up, usually? My wife jumps on me and tries to play with it. No, um, right. hang on, that's not it. It's all no. She hasn't done that for ages. Uh, we wake up with what would, it could be delicately referred to as morning glory. Yes. Oh. And your stitches start to pop and tear. <sighs> so my other half says to me, oh, oh, Dan, oh, I'm so sorry about it. She rubs your leg and I say, get your hands get off Get your me. hands off me and take that PVC maids outfit off as well. Oh, That's not helping, is it? So I came out of the hospital. When that mo- that mo- you did what? Came out of the hospital. Okay, I'm oh, sorry, I misunderstood you and, there, yes. Um, everything was fine. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. There was not a thing wrong with me. I came out the anesthetic. I felt as dry as rain. Yeah. Everyone in the wall came and said, what do you have done? I said, short back and sides. And then everyone was laughing, I was laughing, and they let me go straight out. Yeah. So I said to her, come on in, I'm going to be off work for six weeks. So what we're going to do is go and get us a, um, a coffee maker. So, of course, that's what you do when that's, you come out That's what you do when you've had a circumcision. You go and celebrate yeah. by buying a coffee maker, of so course. there we go. Straight down to Macros. And I'm walking around Macros to as right as rain. Three quarters of the way round, all of a sudden the anaesthetic wears off. Yeah. And now I'm starting to feel it. Now I'm, I'm rolling over the top of this um, this trolley, and the trolley's holding me up, and I can't move. Yeah. So I mean, she just to pull while I'm at the end of the trolley. Just to pull, pull off, pull what off? Just pull the end of the trolley along while I'm riding on the... On the oh, platform. to get you out. They don't want... Yeah, they don't so you went, hang on, you went there straight from the hospital? Yeah. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Because yeah. I felt, yeah. you know, I felt zippity doo when I left the hospital, but I knew oh, yeah. at some point that was going to wear off and I was going to feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah, well... I, how... Danny, the question, uh, the question on everyone's lips right now is, how's your penis now? Lovely. There we go. He's got a lovely penis out of it, and that's, uh... That's it. The lovely, lovely penis. One in every seven men have to get their penis circumcised. No, no, don't tell me that. I don't want that done. And Lily Osh, a really inappropriate question there, Eloise, I won't. I know you were going to ask. Well, which one is it? Someone tweeted me the other day, said, Ian, can you follow me? I want to ask you a question. And I thought, well, okay, you know, this is... uh, So I I followed them. So right, following you, what's the question? Are you circumcised or not? <laughs> and I did, I very nearly, but they'd asked me so politely, I very nearly said sod off, but they were so polite, I went, no, I'm not. <laughs> went, all right, thanks for that, bye. <laughs> did what? you unfollow them afterwards? I did unfollow them immediately, and they got, they then, then sent me a stroppy message saying, why well, have you unfollowed me? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, well, I don't really want to hang out. 
I'm well, following you. asking me those questions. I don't want to be asked that. That's a, that's a private question. That you answered. But apparently most men in America are circumcised. And I only know that from watching Sex and the City, where there's an episode where they find a man, I'm, I'm remembering this slightly incorrectly, but they find a man who isn't circumcised, and I think they all want to share him or something. All of those <laughs> tarty Sex and the City women. <laughs> the end of Mistresses, by the way, uh, dear listener, very disappointing. Very disappointing. After the excellent end of episode three, to, to wimp out with that... that poor excuse of an ending. They're all friends and it's friendships more important than men. No, I'm not buying that for one second, those naughty girls. Naughty girls! Oh double three oh one two three twelve fifteen is the phone number. The most painful thing. Uh, ever been the only person to laugh at something? Ever been off your face at work? Uh, and we're talking about best man speeches. Liam. Hello Ian, how you doing? Mate? I'm alright Liam, I'm alright. Good, I can't believe that you just asked the last guy uh, about his circumcision and the answer is nearly on the tip of your tongue. There we go, you see, Liam, do you see what I did? Uh, uh, leading on, leading on. Leading on, very nicely, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey! <Right. laughs> I know, listen, I'm not, as, I'm not as stupid as I sound, I know what I'm doing, I'm no Richard Madeley. <laughs> Alright, first off, first off, if you're doing a best man's speech... Yes. Always find out uh, what the father and the bride... Sorry, the father of the bride and the best, uh, the groom are going to say... Oh, so you don't tread on any toe. And you go last, don't you, as the best man? You, you're supposed to, but it depends on who you are following up. Right. Mate, you, you can trip up badly. Why, anyway, did, it happen, uh, did it happen to you? It, it sort of did. There was about 45 minutes of pre-speeches before the best man's speech, which yeah. I actually thought was meant to be the... The main speech, yeah, and they done all my jokes, done everything as well that been sort of pumping me about all day, yeah, pumping. And yeah, yeah it was just blind. And all I got up at the end of the day, I was so nervous. I just said, "Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's enough for that. Uh, let's just toast the bride and groom." So you didn't do a speech. You just you just rounded it off and toasted them. That was it. I've done oh it. no, <laughs> Liam. There was nothing left to do. That every joke that I'd spoke to them about during the day and said, oh, I might put that into the speech. They'd nicked it off you. They'd done it. Oh, that is terrible. That is terrible. Shame on them. It, it, it was a little bit, it was, but it was a brilliant wedding and, uh, yeah, it, it was a great day. Weddings but, are fun. As I get older and since having my own wedding, weddings are fun, aren't they? They are now, but... Honestly, as a best man, it's probably most ner- you're yeah. more nervous than the groom. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm, I'm speaking to my mate, and it's, it's, it's in two weeks. I'm like, you're right, and he's like, yeah, I'll be fine. And I said, oh, because I'm bricking it. I'm, I'm terrified about getting up and doing it, and it's different. If I go and do a stand-up gig, it's different because I can be a little bit blue, and people kind of know what to expect. But I'm going to be there at this wedding, and I won't know most of the people there. They're going to know that I used to be on the telly, so they're going to be sat there with crossed arms, going, "Go on then, say something funny, you lanky git." So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of pressure on him. And I'm only getting 500 quid for it. I'm not getting any money. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Of course, I would never charge a friend, although I did ask him. He said no. Uh, and, no. Uh, Liam, you've been in pain, have you? No, actually, um, this is one that I was sort of standing next to. My father, uh, a few years ago, used to suffer from anemia. All right. Which That's a blood uh, thing, is it? it it's, it's a blood thing, and uh, basically... It causes older people to fall down, okay. basically. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, he's, he's fallen over a few times, and uh, I've had to go up to the hospital. He always seems—I I 
Apparently, it's a thing you fall backwards. Right. And you split your head. Oh, jeez. Well, if, if you fall far enough, obviously. Oh, yes, you have to hit your head. Um, yes. I mean, he's only a funny fella, point so it wouldn't yes. take him too far to fall. Yeah. So, I've been up to the hospital a few times, and I've watched him put staples in the back of his head and stuff like that. So, anyway, after, I think it's about his third fall, is um, this doctor's come in and said, well, we know about this anemia, but we yeah. need to see how bad it is, which is actual uh, a rectal examination. Right. So, so I am holding on to my father's head. Yes. And he comes from the west coast of Ireland. Yeah. I won't say his name or anything like that, so I don't want to embarrass him. But uh, he, the doctors came in and they've asked me to hold on to his head where the gas should happen where he'd hit the curb on the way home. And uh, the doctor said, like, put your knees up by your chest. Like, sorry, line your side, put your knees up by your chest. Yes. Put the gloves on and his middle finger gone, wallop or whatever finger, I weren't looking too closely. Yeah. The Schaffernacker may have gone up there, yes. It's, well, well it's whatever. And I, I said to my dad, I said, oh, I said, Jesus Christ, I said, that, that's a bit funny. And he said, what? Funny? He said, one man sticking his finger up another man's, and I won't say, no. well, I'll just say his backside. Yeah. And he said, he said, that's not funny at all. He said, that's, that's horrible. And I said, Dad, no, I said, the funny thing was, I said, he had both his hands on your shoulders. I knew we were going somewhere. Totally suckered in there. I do. I can only apologise, dear listener. I can only apologise. Oh double three oh one two three twelve fifteen. Boy, we calls after feeder. Tuned in. Where have you been for the last hour? We start at ten on bank holidays. I don't know why they don't pay me any extra money, but yet they do. They do. Now, if you did miss the last hour, I thoroughly recommend you download the podcast. It'll be up um, straight after the show or tomorrow, probably. There's always some muff up or delay. If I'm honest, you can get them at absoluteradio.co.uk forward slash Ian Lee uh, or on iTunes. Don't forget, if you've got an iPhone, there is the iPhone app. Go to the uh, application store, type in Ian Lee Show, uh, and it'll come up, and it's free, and it's flipping brilliant and stuff. And I'm sorry that there are no topics or votes on there at the moment. My mind has been otherwise engaged. Uh, What are we talking about tonight? Well, uh, we're talking about bums. I do apologise. It's relevant. And we're, we're treading delicately around that. We're asking the most painful thing you've ever had done to you or the most intense pain you've ever felt, ever been off your face at work. Normally people have called in. In fact, no-one's called in to say they've been off their face at work. Listen, you can use a different name, uh, a.k.a. a pseudonym, if uh, you'd rather, uh, and change the name of the place where you work. Uh, but I, I, come on, listen, you're all young, hip people. There must be someone out there listening to this who has been off their face at work, be it on booze, on medication, on LSD, on anything. Maybe even paint fumes. There must be someone listening to this. Come on. Have the balls to pick the phone up. Oh, double three oh, one two three, 
12.15. Press button one, you'll speak to Eloise, uh, and she'll call you back, so it won't cost you that much money. Um, and we're also talking about best man speeches as well. Um, let's go to Joe in Colney Heath. Good evening, Joe. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, Joe. Sorry to keep you waiting so long. That's what can right. I do for you, sir? Well, first of all, well done for getting back so quick. Yeah, I'm, I may not be in tomorrow, shall we say. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I, I've made a terrible, terrible mistake being here this evening, and I don't yeah. think I'm delivering my best. Uh, well done, anyway. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this thing about most painful thing... Yes. Um, I had a, a successful uh, triple heart bypass five years ago. Yeah. It all went very well, and I've been... Brilliant ever since. Now I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask something stupid here. Yeah. What is a triple heart bypass? Pass. Was doing something three times? Um, yeah, it's arteries that um, fur up for various reasons. Yeah. And um, you, well, before you get to have the actual big op, um, you have tests called um, angiograms, where, oh, yeah. and they determine where the blockage is and yeah. how, how bad it is and what needs to be done. And um, they harvest veins from, like, your legs. Oh, no! Uh, well, you're out cold, you know. Okay, yeah. It, yeah? I love the way the, the phrase harvest a vein from your leg, though. That sounds hideous. Oh, that's what they told me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, well, apart from waking up in intensive care and you realise um, you've been well operated on. Yeah. But um, plenty of medication to ease the pain and that, which yeah. is great. But the funny, it's, it's sort of serious and funny, but they give you a little booklet when you go home, yeah. do's and don'ts, blah, blah, blah. I won't, sorry, I'll keep it brief because it, it sounds boring, but yeah. um, one of the things is don't cough or sneeze, um, but carry this pillow around with you at all times in case you do. And uh, a couple of days at home resting oh. up, I took the pillow, but you know, and all the rest of it, never sneezed. Yeah. Someone phoned me and I ran into the living room, forgot the pillow, and I'm talking. And um, so, you know, you get that split second thing before you sneeze. Yeah, you know yeah. you're going to do it. And I <laughs> just put the phone down and I said, I've got to go. And I couldn't run into the bedroom and grab this pillow, but. I sneezed, yeah. and I'll tell you what, because part of the op, they, they uh, crack the sternum, the, ch- the chest bone. Oh, you know, Jesus Christ. And the muscles and this everything. Horrible, yes. And um, I'll tell you what, I nearly passed out. But I, it turned out I did pull a, a muscle in the chest. Um, so what are you supposed to do with the pillow when you sneeze? Well, clutch it and wrap your arms around it, but clutch it into oh, your Jesus. chest to ease the... Because when you sneeze, obviously your ribs and lungs expand. <laughs> and um, and the, the, the sternum's broken, so they could, yeah. like, y- your chest could fly open. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God! Well, stitched up but, and stapled, but um, you know, it's just uh, it's the sheer panic of <laughs> trying to suppress. I it. thought I was bad. If I, I've coughed and sneezed a few times this weekend, oh, and God, my yeah. arse has nearly dropped off, but that, having your chest explode <laughs> in front of you yeah, would be awful. Uh, yeah, but luckily, you know, there's nothing more serious than that. But it was very painful. Uh, Joe, <laughs> uh, you, you you put me to shame, whinging yeah. about what I've had done. Thank you very much for that. Oy, oy, oy. That sounds nasty, doesn't it? I, I, li- I, listen, I'll be honest, you know, and I am a wimp. There is no denying it. I, when it comes to pain, my threshold is very, very low indeed. And, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of you listening to this could get through what I've been through with nary a glance at the uh, packet of medication. But uh, I tell you what, boys and girls, I have been struggling. I have been struggling. Rose is in Stoke-on-Trent. Yes, Rose? Hi, Ian. Just warning you about your co-tablets. Yes. It's got co in front. It means codeine, and it'll stuff your bum up again. It'll do what? It'll stuff your bum up again. Oh, hang on. So that's going to constipate me? Yes. Oh, you're joking. No, if it's got codeine in it. it oh, Jesus. 
And also, you know about being drunk at work? Yeah. How about being uh, off your face coming out the dentist? Oh. Well, oh, oh, I always have the Valium. Yeah, oh. And uh, I serenaded the uh, dentist with smoke on the water and Beethoven's Ode to Joy. Fantastic, and Rose. And then attacked a man as he came through the door, throwing my arms round him, told him how wonderful he was. Oh, you mucky and, mare. Oh, it's wonderful stuff, that Valium is. I know. If, <laughs> I, if only, if only they, they could, you could buy it somehow. Yes, that's a shame, isn't it? Don't give me any. No, I know. Uh, Well, I I did. I'm on steroids this week, Ian, so I've got a bit of breath. Oh, well, that's it. You don't sound as wheezy as you normally do. I didn't recognise you. Steroids are wonderful. Steroids are good, but you grow testicles, don't you? I wish I did. Really? There's (laughs) someone to play with, wouldn't I? Yeah, we go, Thank you very much for that. Absolutely bonkers. Uh, She reminded me of something there, and I've completely forgotten what it was, Eloise. I don't know. um... About growing. Testicles? But why have they given me a painkiller that's going to constipate me? Oh. Maybe well, it's maybe that's what they're hoping, so it's got time to heal before... You need a poo. Oh, it's too well. I, and I did... Oh, I don't... I can't go into... De- I could go into a whole load of uh, horrible details. I shan't bother. Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. We're here till one o'clock tonight, don't forget. Hey... Could you stand another drink? I'm better when I don't think Seems to get me through Let's go to Jamie in Halifax. Leaving Jamie? How are you doing, Ian? I'm all right, Jamie. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, been, uh, I've been listening to your show for a few months now, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant, mate. Thank you very much, Jamie. Very yeah, kind yeah. of you. I got me uh, DAB radio. Oh, oh yeah, the DAB, yeah. Yeah. And they're I good, then, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're, well, yeah. They're, well, I've got this one that's like, uh, well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't really tell you what it is because obviously. Like, I'm well, you, you can it, say yeah. what it is. Go on, what is it? Like, it's, it's like a little cube, like a little clarity cube. All oh, right, and it's good, is it? It gets all the radio stations? Yeah. Absolute, yeah. absolute 80, 80s, absolute radio 90s. Gaydar, I can get all of them. I can, yeah, get, I, can get, I can get the absolute that is now in last week or so. Yeah, because they've just been doing that, haven't they? Re- yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, uh, absolutely brilliant. I, I've not say. heard that one. There's a new station, absolutely brilliant. Is there? <laughs> well, well, I, I don't, I don't see how they could make it any better than what the woman you've got already. I tell you, you I tell you how they can make it better, Jamie. They could sack. Christian O'Connell and give me every show and I was on 24 hours a day seven days a week that's how they could make the station better does he give prizes out on his show why do you want a prize why have you got one why what do you want what have you got well you tell me what you want and I'll tell you if I've got it right have you got a DAB radio you've got a DAB radio yeah but have you got an up version one of what the one I've got an up version one yeah Am I have? Hang on a minute. I'm I, I better off turning the radio off here now, aren't I? There's a good idea, fella, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start in a minute. Yeah, okay, Jamie. This guy's been is he for real? I'm not pissed. Okay, I didn't, I didn't say you were. I didn't say you were, Jamie. <laughs> that was the voice in your head saying that. <laughs> ah! Yes. So, uh, no, I haven't got DAB radio for you. Yeah, okay, all right. Um... Well, Christmas is coming up, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, so what uh, do you want? Eh? What do you, what do you mean Christmas is coming up? Uh, well, yeah, so, I, I don't know. I, I could have 
You're on the scrounge, aren't you, Jamie? Huh? You're, you're on the scrounge. No, 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 no. Yes. Well, I've had this soon, actually. Sorry? Huh? What did you say? I might be soon, actually. You might be soon? Yeah, I might be on the scrounge soon. Why? You're about to lose your job? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, well, thing is, right, I'm getting low hours in work at the moment. Yeah, that's always a precursor to getting the sack, I find, being given more to do, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know when you was on the... Hang on a minute, we're not, fin- we're not finished this. Let me speak to my producer, Eloise. Yeah. Jamie wants to know if we've got any prizes we can give him. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, because if he, if he finds out that O'Connell gives, like, thousands of pounds away in prizes, he might listen to O'Connell. I don't want to lose Jamie, he's a good, right, he's okay. a good yeah, listener. Right, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have we got anything we can give him? And not just, like, crappy promos that we'd give to Andre. Have we got, have we got anything? Like, have we got a DVD or some g- I've got a game? got crappy DVD. <laughs> Do you want some crappy DVDs, Jamie? Why, why, why would you give Andre crappy DVDs? No, we'd give them to you. We'd give Andre promos. <laughs> Did I say something funny? I missed If you want the crappy DVDs, Jamie, we can send them to you. Really? At the very least, if you didn't, you could watch them and then sell them on eBay and you'd probably get enough to buy a 16th or something. They are crappy. <laughs> crappy? Are they, real, are they really bad? What, what are they, Eloise? I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. I've never heard of them in my life, so I have not remembered them. Any good? <laughs> I haven't seen them yet. Well, I'll tell you what, Jamie, how about this? How about we send you four? Have we got four we could send him, Eloise? Probably not. I'll try, though. How about we send, we send you three... And if you don't like them, you can send them back. Yeah, all right. How about that? Mm-hmm. And if you do like them, you can keep them. Cool. That makes you a winner. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? No, no, no. Have a good night. Jamie, stand the line. Please will take your details. Hey, just quickly, do you remember Jay with the with the posh pike on his back, the posh fish on his back? No. The guy used to get stuck in his bean bag and things like. No, it was Daryl that got stuck in his bean bag. But Jay pushed trolleys at Tesco's, and he had the tattoo of a posh posh fish. I don't remember that. He was brilliant. He used to find out. Oh, vaguely remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounded a bit like Robbie. It did sound. Who's Robbie? The uh, cover producer. The who? Cover producer. Oh, what well, cover producer? That's a strange face. Why are you talking about? I'm so I'm so out of it. Well, now it you're reminds me, me of Jamie. Like has hello. But what's Jamie got to do with Jay? And he sounds just like they all sound alike, and they all. Uh, you like, didn't mention Jamie in that scenario. I'm hubbly bubbly. I wish they. Have I we did. Got, have we got? You didn't mention Jamie. You mentioned Jay and Robbie. Yeah, but that was why. But I didn't know that. Oh well, yeah, but you, then you asked Listen, me. Listen, my, my wife was offering me a cheese sandwich earlier on today, and I didn't understand the context in which <laughs> she was offering it to me. So you just mentioning two names at random. <laughs> I was just asking if you remembered them. To- no, of course I don't. Well, that's it then. I didn't remember what bread was today, for goodness sakes. Uh, take Jamie's details, Eloise, and we'll send him some uh, crappy DVDs. I think we just was that a competition. I think we just did a competition there. I don't quite know what happened we did we did something there we definitely did something what it was uh, uh, i don't know we are absolute radio women want us men want us too ian lee it's about love and life and live radio wrestling matches ian lee on absolute radio charlie brook is here hello if this was steve Wright, you'd get a 
Woo! No, that's where you're wrong. Excuse me? No, because I, I, I was interviewed by Steve Wright oh, hello. not that long ago, yeah. and there was none of that. Really? What a Maybe. crashing disappointment. <laughs> I read yeah. your book in... Uh, <laughs> I, I had a, a long flight to Hawaii, and I read it the whole flight, so I read it in pretty much one sitting, two sittings. That's kind Did, of... Was there no in-flight entertainment I, on you know, that I'd, flight? I'd, I'd been on... I'd just come back from Japan, and I'd seen mm. all the movies, so I... Uh, uh. I was, but, and so by the end of it, I just got your voice... Just swearing away in my head and being angry with people. Are you angry? Well, I think not. But then it seems that... I think I come across as quite angry. That, yes. Because, um, like, when people meet me, they're often surprised that I'm not, like, just barking at them. Yeah. Or, or you know, trying to punch them in the kidneys or something. I don't. I don't think I am actually that angry. It's just that... Sometimes, sometimes I'll write something for comic effect. Yeah. Like, deliberately be angrier than you possibly could be yeah. about something. And people won't get it. I think there's a piece in the book. One week I thought, I'm going to just take the piss out of myself. And I wrote a thing where I was going, I hate hats. For some reason I decided I was going <laughs> to pretend that I was furious about the idea of hats. Yeah. And I said that Royal Ascot was disgusting hat propaganda, right, and things like this. Yeah. And I still got, because, you know, the, the, these articles go up on The Guardian a lot of the time, and there were comments on there going, leave hats alone! <laughs> like, what is it with this guy? Um, and, and so, yeah, you, I, I sort of realised that people just do take you at face value a lot of the time, even when you're not necessarily, that's not necessarily your intention. With all the internet and the emails mm. and Twitter, do you get loads of people saying you're a tosser? It, well, it's weird, isn't it? Because uh, that's the other thing on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen this, where people, uh, people who might just be randomly slagging you off, yeah, um, but they put your 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 tweet yeah, name yeah. in, so you see it. So it yeah. goes, it's sort of addressed to you. So they could be talking to their friend, going, "I can't stand that. You know, I can't stand Charlie Brooker. Yeah. What a." What, he's an idiot and he's ugly and I hate him and every time I look at him I, want, I just want to punch his mouth shut um, and then you'll see it's li- and then they've so, it's kind of like they've stuck their head in your window yeah. to say to shout at their friend and go I can't stand this man um, and I never know I'm always tempted to just respond and go but, but it's not it's sort of not worth it it's like you've overheard them anyway let's let's move away from effing and jeffing on, on the Twitter uh <laughs> Zombies. Effing and Jeffing. Yeah, go on. Zombies. Well, I like zombies, obviously. In fact, I was going to ask you about this. Okay. I've got to go on Celebrity Mastermind. Oh, brilliant. Right, and I was going to do video games. They said I can't because you did it. No, I didn't. Didn't you? I did the monkeys. Well, they told me you did video games. I never did video games. I did the fictional pop group, The Monkeys. I won as well. I I know you won. Yeah, I beat Nolan. But you didn't do video games. No, not at all. Why did they say you did? That's a lie. Mastermind has lied to you. (laughs) It's, It's... I'm genuinely... I'm supposed to go on it and they said, what's your specialist subject going to yeah. be? And the minute they say that, you think, I've never actually thought of that before. Like, what would yeah. it, it's, it... It can't be that broad or that... Because I, mean, I was going to do, do video games and I thought, that's too broad. And anyway, they said, apparently... This, I heard back. They said, oh, Ian Lee did that. No, I didn't. That's nonsense. Oh, I never did that. God! Well, I'm going to do zombie movies. I'm going to do... Okay. Well, originally I was going to do zombie movies. That's too broad. There's too many of them. So I'm going to do Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. You're doing three movies? Yeah. Well, that's too small. No, no because nothing. somebody sent me a video. Right, no, because I was going to do zombie movies 1968 yeah. to 1985. Yeah. Which includes those, that that trilogy. Yeah. Leaves out the later rubbishy ones, you know, Land of the Dead and those yeah. sorts of things. And it also gives you room to do all the sort of really schlocky 70s Italian zombie flesh eaters, that sort of yeah. thing. But, um... Uh, 
Yes. No, th- th- that again is so broad. It's weirdly broad. It's, it's too, you don't want them to say who was the costume designer yeah. on Zombie Holocaust. It's celebrity mastermind. It's not that difficult. One of the questions was, what does Mike Nesmith wear on his head? It was a green hat. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I, I thought saying zombie movies was dumb. Yeah. Then narrowing it down to a period I thought was dumber still. Then specifying three films. Yeah. Incredibly dumb. But no, apparently I could go even lower. I could go down to, to the like, first half. Yeah. Of a zombie film. The first five minutes. It, have you seen Zombieland yet? No. Uh. Because I thought it might upset me. Dead set is yes. what, we, what we're gently tiptoeing around. Yeah, I which did was, that. Which was brilliant, by I the way. I enjoyed that. It Thank was you. brilliant because uh, it, was, it was a little bit funny, but not too funny. Mm. Like, we were worried it was going to be a laughter fest, but there's a nice mm. couple of jokes in it. Mm. And it was just bleak. Horrible. And it ended bleak, which is was yep. what we, I, I was hoping for, you know, that yeah. you wouldn't wimp out and you didn't. No, I was insistent. Because it sounds like a sort of zany romp, doesn't it, yeah. from that. So that was why, sort of with this, I wanted to do something that was like frightening telly, like Hammer House of Horror used yeah. to be frightening and, you know, things like that used to be nasty and bleak and unfair. But originally we wanted, um, or I wanted, it to literally go on to... So the last episode was set like two years down the line or something. They'd been surviving in the Big Brother house for two years. Yeah. Um, and like given birth to children Fantastic. and stuff like this. And the, all the zombies outside were slow, shambling, because they were really rotten by mm. then. Um, but we didn't. It, it worked out that we couldn't couldn't sort of do that. But uh, I was thinking about it the other day because I, I always said oh, I wouldn't do a follow up because you, well, you sort of couldn't in the original setting. And I was thinking about it the other day and thinking you could just do you could just do a different setting, different part of the country, <laughs> oh, same sort of yeah. you know same thing happening in the Strictly Come Dancing. Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> well, I always thought The Apprentice. If you know, yeah. I thought if it was going to be no, I'm thinking if I did another one, it wouldn't be based around a TV okay. show at all. But if you were forced to do it it would be you'd do it around the apprentice yeah because if you had 10 would-be apprentices apprenti apprentice apprentices twats <laughs> hold up yeah. in the posh house they're given and you know there's a siege outside you can imagine what those people <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine i mean how ruthless yeah. would they be I mean, horrible. I mean, because they're, you know, they, they, they're, they're quite good at outwitting each other. So it'd be interesting to see ten, the, the apprentice in a life or death. Indulge me playing old Charlie Brooker interviews. I'm not filling up my best. We'll play part two of that later on. Always worst. Uh, a revisit, I think, listening to Charlie Brooker whittering away. That was from, I don't know, months and months and months ago. And he's the nicest chap ever. We'll play part two of that later on. I appreciate your patience. And some of you may not have heard that the first time round. So everyone's a winner. More of your calls after this. We're getting there slowly, dear listener. Don't worry. Halfway through the show. Polly James is on at one o'clock. Always nice. Always nice to know that Polly is uh, going to be coming in after us. Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. Uh, the most pain you've ever felt being off your face at work. You, do you remember when you came back from Glastonbury, Eloise? And oh, you, were, yeah. you were still tripping your nuts off. I was off my. It was hilarious. Face. You should get high more often because you're very. You're one of those people that are funny when they're high. <laughs> I mean, uh, admittedly, a few years down the line, you will become a shambling wreck. And, <laughs> but it, it's, it's still funny for us. <laughs> so I suggest you do it. Uh, best man speeches. I think those are the things we're covering this evening. You can call in as well. About anything you want. I throw out these these nonsense uh, topics. Don't feel you have to be bound to them. If you just want to phone up for a chat or you've got an idea for something that you want to say, then 0330... 123, 1215. So you just breathed really heavily then. You did a... No, I didn't. You did? 
I, I, I think I moved the chair and it made that new noise. It wasn't me. Um, one of the great things about um, this bum operation <laughs> is I've never been able to. I've never been in a comfortable position where I've been able to um, blow off in front of my wife. I can now. Yeah. I've been trumping like nobody's business. Like big, big, long, noisy ones and going... Sorry, I've had an operation on my anus. What are you going to do about it? And that means the door <laughs> is open now. That's like if I that's like if I um um like went to a swinging party. You know, uh, we've missed the stage in our relationship for me to take my wife to a swinging party. But if I had an operation and then went swinging, no, that's not a very good analogy at all. It doesn't work, does it? No, it doesn't work. You can answer that phone call if you want. Let's go to Harrison. Good evening, Harrison. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right, Harrison. How's your bum? Yeah, you know, it's it's seen better days. <laughs> um, well, I've been really messed fun. up at work. Okay, I bet you have. You sound young, you sound impetuous, you sound like the sort that would. What's, what happened? Well, I was uh, 19 years old. I had two prolapsed discs in my back from being in the army. Hello, yes. Yeah, and um, I'd been on all these painkillers and the, the doctor had changed them all for me, um, you know, because I was getting immune to the ones that were before. Yeah. And, uh, but the pain was getting really bad, so he gave me some extras. Yeah. I had, um, diazepam. Beautiful. Diclofenac. Yeah, hello. Which was, yeah, uh, tramadol. Tramadol's, and tramadol's what I've got at home for me. I, I was talking in my sleep really badly on that stuff. Really? Oh. Yeah. Screaming, even. Yeah. Um, and I had co- uh, cocodamol. Right, that's, so what I've, I, that's what I've got here. Cocodamol I've got here. Yeah, those, uh, is it the big dissolvable ones? Well, I don't think they're dissolvable, are they? They're big ones. Uh, you get different kinds. They're, I don't think they're... I've not been dissolving them. I've just been popping them in my mouth. I mean, they're big ones. Maybe I should, No, they're not dissolvable. Oh, uh, the ones I had, um, they've got more codeine in them. They had, like, 15 milligrams of codeine okay. in them. Apparently codeine is, is going to bung up my bunghole, so I don't really want the codeine. But I, I might pop some pills at midnight. Let's see what happens, show for the last hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm at work and I get pulled into the boss's office um, because I'd missed a week off work yeah. uh, due to my back. Yeah. And she's telling me the promotions that have all come out and I'm telling her ah, it's never going to work. I was really blatant with her. Yeah. So we kind of got into an argument. Uh-oh. And uh, I told her she can shove her job where the sun don't shine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and I'd, so. I'd done this when I'd just opened the door to walk out so everyone heard it in the office. Tough guy, tough guy! Yeah started walking down the hallway she's chasing after me so i've kind of sped up uh hr have heard everything that's gone on yeah. uh pulled me into another office and i've just broke down crying when i asked what's going on not such a tough and guy not such a tough guy not such a tough guy no, no. and uh, they're going well what's going on and in my pockets i've pulled out all these pills and just put them all on the table and i've got a week off work <laughs> <laughs> What, so they they thought you were some kind of junkie? They thought you were doing an Elvis or something? No, they knew I had a back oh, problem, okay, but okay. they didn't know I was on so many painkillers and, and what, did you, messed up. Did you have, you, did you have to apologise to your boss in the end? Or no. was it, it was all fine, was it? No, we had a drink. We had a drink a couple of weeks later. I apologised then, but she was like, that's all right. You had a, you had a few up. pills, had a drink. Bob's your uncle. You, you got your promotion. Beautiful. Well, I never got a promotion there, oh, that's for sure. Man alive. Harrison, thank you very much for that. I like the tough guy. And then suddenly not quite such a tough guy. I'll tell you how ill I am tonight, dear listener. I'm wearing tracksuit trousers into work. I have not been out in public 
in tracksuit trousers since I was 14 years old. So that's 23 years. And I was confident, well, not confident enough, I didn't give a stuff that I just came out, I got on the bus in tracksuit trousers and a T-shirt. I thought, stop, sod it, I don't care what I look like. I literally could not care less what I look like. I'm just going to go out and face the world dressed uh, like a, a, a shambling alcoholic. Oh, double three oh one two three twelve fifteen. We'll speak to Gatford. We'll speak to Dave. We'll speak to Terry, and maybe we'll speak to you after this. Listen up to Absolute Radio, the ra- the home of radio, where you hey. listen. Ian Lee. It's about love and life, and live radio wrestling matches. Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. My whistling was better, Gafford, and you know it. Yeah, but my years were better. I wasn't doing the yeah. years. Yeah! Come on, you... Yeah, yeah, yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Yeah, baby! You added a baby, that's I put a baby in it. No, you put the bass too far. That's one baby too far. Yeah. In the words of Lisa Stanford, I've been around the world, 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 and I can't find my baby. I didn't least like Lisa Stanfield. No? And then I had a dream of... I had one of those dreams where you fall in love with someone, and I fell in love with her, and I Ooh. can't... I, every time I see her now, I've got a very soft spot for Lisa Stanfield. Do you see her often? No. Oh. No, only on the internet when I type in Lisa, followed by the word Stansfield, and then yeah. click on... Uh, oh, then I type in the word uh, nude, and then click on uh, search. Fine. Oh, yeah. No, that'll do it. Yeah. Well, is that it? Thanks, thanks for calling. No, 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 there's no, no, more. No, no, okay, there's no, 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 more. That was merely the the horses difference. Okay, uh, yes. to our conversation. Beautiful. Um, I heard that on the television yesterday. I can't remember what it was. Can Ma- you believe? Been heartbeat or can something. you believe yes. that? Um, I didn't know that Last of the Summer Wine was still going. Well, I thought hadn't some of them passed on. Well, they're all dead apart from uh, Wallace and Gromit. Y- but I watched the first like I watched the first thirty seconds. I thought well, I should watch this. I watched the first thirty seconds. It's Burt Quok and Russ Abbott. Burt Quok. Burt Quok and Russ Abbott are in it. <laughs> and I saw that. I thought, do you know what? There is Last of the Summer Wine just reminds me of miserable Sundays and having that back to school feeling. It was that or Highway. Yeah, hi- yeah. Thirty-seven years it's been going for, and it was annoying me. I listened to a bit of Five Live last night. Yeah. And the newsreader kept saying. And the longest ever running, t- the longest running ever, what have we said? The longest ever running TV show, Last of the Summer's Wine, has come to an end after 37 years. Well, that's not the longest running. Coronation Street's been going for 50 years. Has it? Hasn't it? I don't know. No, well, you might be right. 60s, 70s, yeah, you might be right. I think I'm right. Yeah. So uh, maybe they maybe they meant because, because it's a soap, maybe it doesn't count. In like as a TV, it doesn't count as a TV show because it's a soap on the TV. Right, yeah. Because it's count. a show on the TV, it doesn't count as a TV show. You're on drugs, you don't know what you're talking about. Eloise, did you ever watch Last of the Summer Wine? Yeah, I loved it, but only no. during the compo years. Oh, cool. Did you really? Yeah. It was always compo going down the hill in a bath. That's I all I remember. It. And, and um, Nora Batty's um, stockings. As or something. soon as he died, though, I didn't watch it. But it was like a, I think I only liked it because it's like a family ritual for us. Like we'd, my pap would come over and he'd always bring tinned salmon to sit there it eating was a cold, so cold supper. Boring. I like so, it. But Burt Quok and um, uh, um, Russ Abbott, and then someone else was in it from a bit. Someone from um, the prison program with porridge. The porridge show was in it. 
don't know. Oh. Listen, I haven't even taken the pills yet. I'm taking pills at yeah. midnight, by the way, kids. I will be taking pills. You're taking them live. Um, well, I, I don't think I'm allowed to take drugs live on the air, so I'm going to take uh, them. I'm going to. Unless what, you're on Tomorrow's World or something or Panorama. I tell you, what, as a tribute to, to Mark Boland, yep. the next song is T Rex. While T Rex is playing, so will I. Yeah, he, All would, right. he would love you for that. Yeah. And um, the bill ends this week as well. I think the the, the bell what the bill the bill ends. Oh, I, okay. So I miss I misheard you. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, they're all coming. Surely that's got to be the longest running TV. That's been going for fifty. 55 years, isn't it? Uh, probably. The I don't know. That wasn't why I rang. Sorry? It wasn't why I rang to talk about the bill. The, the, the bill. The yeah. bill is weird because the bill used to be like once a week gritty drama for an hour. Mm-hmm. Then it became like three times a week soap opera. And then it became. So it, it's changed all. And now it's just full of old Hollyoaks actresses and actors, isn't it? And, and EastEnders. That's where EastEnders yeah. go. Uh, I, uh, I auditioned for a part in the bill once. Did you? Yeah, uh, this was years ago before I was on the telly. Hey, Jamie, I'll call you back in just a tick. Jamie's been on already. Bye. Eloise, what? Jamie's been on already. He's got a question he wants to ask you, though. Oh, oh are we that desperate for calls? Well, there's okay. none after this. Okay, well, we've oh. got to play, we'll play Charlie Brooker. We've got Gene Simmons lined up as well, if it gets too bad. Uh, but, yes, this was years ago when I was a budding actor, and I mm-hmm. had, in my uh, 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 pictures, I had long hair, and they wanted me to be a drug dealer, but I got all my hair cut off the day, the day before I went in. Yeah. So I went in, and they went, oh, it's, uh, sorry, where's your long hair? And when I was gone, they went, oh... Well, anyway, thanks for turning up, and, and that was Ooh. pretty much it. Pretty quite, much quite it. a few famous people have been in the bill. Rick Mail. Rick Mail. Um, that woman that does lots of period dramas um, with the dresses. Oh, yeah, she's in it, is she? she she's been in it, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, in, in off play days. I used to fancy the yes. one that looked a little bit like a bloke. <sighs> she was in it in Tosh Lyons' day. She had, like, she was a lady... And well, she had a bob- was, was it the one who ended up being sergeant with the short hair? She had bobbed hair. Trish something. Yeah, maybe. 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 I think I fancied her. Uh-huh. As much as Lisa Stanfield or less? Uh, the, I would like to see them kissing. Right. Uh. Do, you, do you find that with the pain conversation with, yeah. with men, it yeah. ends up feeling a little bit like one-up, one-upmanship? <laughs> I've had Codroxamol. I've had uh, Dick Lefennick. I had... Uh, Dick uh, Lefennick? Isn't, <laughs> isn't he a writer? Didn't he write horse, horse um, murders or something? Horse, horse murder novels? I don't know. Oh, that's Dick... Le, Le, no, Ian Leclame. No, that's Dick Francis. Excuse me? Dick Francis. I'm sure he is. Um, <laughs> You've been quite amusing tonight, Gatford. I don't know. It must be I'm the pills. I'm not on any drugs. It must be the pills. This is, be the I'm pills. finding a Gatford... Fun- Hang on. Let me have a look at this. Hang on a second. Side effects. Nausea, constipation, uh-huh. finding unfunny people funny. There we go. That's that's, that's no. I thought it would be, yeah. So good. Yeah. But do you not find, because I've got this at work, you know, I've, I've had sciatica, which... Um, oh, they're good, they are. I've got uh, their second album. <laughs> <laughs> it's pains down your leg. It's a trapped nerve in your back. Oh, pains okay. down your oh, leg. Yeah, it's very yeah, pain, yeah. very, yes, very yes, nasty. Yes, yes. But you find that you, you tell people at work, they go, yeah, yeah, no, I've had that. I had that in both legs. Yeah, yeah. And, and then someone else goes, oh, you know, I'd, I'd half a leg shot off in the war, you know. Someone but, always has to go one step more with pain, it's for men. Do you know what? I did find myself checking my balls this weekend. And were they both there? They were both there. Oh, fantastic. One hangs a lot lower than the other. That's normal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yep. Hang on a second. Let's, I, we, we, let's get, hang on a second. Let's take li- line one. Could you, would you, this is absolutely serious and, and we're being dead straight. This is a serious thing. Would you, line one, would you mind checking your balls live on air for us, please? Okay. Take your time. Yeah, I'm checking them right now. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to see? Or check? Oh, I don't want to see anything. <laughs> I, don't want to, I, really, I don't want to see anything. I, I said, what do you want me to see? Well, well you don't have to look. Are they both, are the, are they both there? Yeah. Um, 
Is it fun? Yeah. Do you ever give yourself the reach around? No. Well, thanks for calling, Live One. Okay. That's unusual, because normally that young lady doesn't have balls. <laughs> oh, I'm so high. <laughs> <laughs> and as well, I can tell you about an awful <laughs> best man speech that <laughs> I went to that I, that I attended. Yes, go on. Um, the, 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 the couple had broken up about... Mm, two years before, yeah. but they had some time apart, oh, and no. the best man made reference to that. Oh no! And you know, you know that moment in films, you know, when someone says something controversial, and everyone goes, oh, "That happened." Like the room went silent, everyone went. Oh, it really? Was terrible. And did he talk about other people that they'd slept with? Um, I don't think so. No, I oh. think he might have talked about how he went on a rebound date and something, or something like that. But he didn't. He didn't go into sort of explicit detail. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, horrible. So, so, so these... Okay, so we're getting a good list of things that I shouldn't do. I know one definitely thing you shouldn't do as well. Yeah. There's, a, there's an ancient one where you stand up, you look at that, you look kind of look, look a bit nervous, yeah. and you blurt out the word fornication, and the room goes silent. Yeah. And then you shuffle your notes, you look down and go, <clears throat> sorry, fornication such as oh, this. Oh, someone did that at a wedding I was at recently. Oh, or you do the, if I, could be, if I could say a few words, pause, I'd be a better public speaker. Line one, have you got any tips? Have you ever made a best man speech, line one? Yes. What, how did it go? Ooh, interesting. Um, I'll flash forward, yeah. I got that... Uh, glass. You flash forward? Huh? No. I got a glass and a spoon, and I... Uh, <laughs> hit against each other. And I said, ladies and gentlemen... Did you do the spoon jar jar spoon act? No. Oh, OK. So you, everything is right. You got a glass and a spoon, and you hit it against each other. And then what did you say, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, I'm going to write this down. Hang on a second. So hang on. Right. So you got a spoon. It was a spoon and a what? A spoon and a glass. And you hit it together. Yeah. Hit it together. And you said, ladies and what? Gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. And I said, um, the, the broke's name and the lady's name. They got married today. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, and then I made a few jokes. What, what, what were the jokes? <laughs> <laughs> this is the key thing. Not Melky's there. This is the key. <laughs> oh, uh, remind me, I've got something to tell you in a minute, boys. But go on, what, was okay. the, what were the jokes? Yeah, um, I feel like uh, I always thought the, you know, the groom fancied me. Oh, oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he always used to uh, uh, touch me. Come <laughs> 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 I ask where? Uh, anyway, he felt like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was your boss, you had to let him, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and, and then how long did you speak for? Uh, for about... Two minutes. Two minutes? Wow, you did all that in two minutes. It's taken you longer to describe the speech than actually make the speech. Hasn't the best man got to say something about how good-looking the bridesmaids are? It was a few years ago, so I'm trying to uh, remember it. Re-remember it, yes. That would be... um, Well, thank... What's your name, young lady? Dave. Okay, Dave. Well, thank you for that, Dave. Okay. I've got some good news for you, boys. Uh I uh, bumped into someone last week who said, my mate, my brother's best mate used to phone your show up. Yeah. I was like, oh, go on then, thinking I'm never going to remember who this is. He goes, yeah, he was an Indian doctor. I went, not Dr Khan. 
He went, yeah, yeah, that was him. He was Dr. Khan. I said, what, he taught us how to do handbrake turns in this hands? He went, yeah, yeah, that was him. I said, oh, you must, you must get Dr. Khan to phone me up again. I'm on Mondays to Thursdays on Absolute Radio, 11 o'clock. You must get Dr. Khan to phone me up. He said, oh, yeah, I'll have a word with him then. So, fingers crossed, boys. Oh, Vinny's just put the phone, Dave's put the phone down. Dr. Khan could be phoning us up soon. What about the other doctor? No. Which, was there another doctor? There was a Dr. Khan and a Dr. Jacobs or Joseph or something, or... Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, it could have been. Hello? What's what? happened oh, here? Hello? Sorry. What's happened here? Not me. Hello? <coughs> it's, all got, it's all on uh, a bit weird, isn't it? Oh, it stopped now. Okay. Right. Okay. Oh, uh, so, fingers crossed... Dr. Uh, Khan. Dr. Khan could be... Oh, hang on, he's something again. Hello? 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 Hello, Hello who's this? Dave. <laughs> Hello, Dave. Sorry, you just... Well, I don't know what happened there. You disappeared. Uh, yeah, oh, my money was running out. Oh, OK. Well, we've called you. OK. So you can finish any any amusing stories you've got for us. Finish uh, that speech. No, first of all, I want to ask you a question. OK, you please do. Yeah. Uh, is it true you've got a cold codmore with you? Uh, let me just check. I don't want to... Uh, I have codidromol. Code Not cold codmore. No, I've got codidromol. OK. Is that disappointing? No, because um, you were talking about it earlier and you said that. Okay. Um, the tablets are pretty big. Okay, well, this is not the funniest call you've ever done, Dave. Maybe the, your next topic will be more amusing. Okay, so, uh, right then. What do you want to talk, talk about next? Uh-huh. How about you getting lost? Is that a good idea? What? Okay. There we go. Just remember, kids, during this song, I will be taking prescribed medication. It has been prescribed by a doctor. Well, it's a nurse, actually. Can this show get any worse? Absolute Radio. Ian Lee. It's about love and life. And live radio wrestling matches. Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. Uh, look at that, it's seven minutes past midnight. Polly James is on at one o'clock, which is uh, always... It is Polly James' evening, isn't it, Louise? Yes, Yes, indeed. I think so. Always good news. So the Polly James is in the house, I believe is a popular phrase. Dave is in Claverley. Good evening, Dave. You all right, Ian? I'm all right, David. Good, good. So you got your joggers on tonight, then? I've got my joggers on. I'm wearing my joggers, yes. Have you wearing a nice pair of brogues with them, or...? No, I've got um, some white cons on, but they're quite new white cons, so they look cl- they look pretty clean. <laughs> I always used to feel sorry for those kids, you know, when you were young, and they'd have their joggers on, and they'd have, like, some shoes on, slip-on black leather shoes or something with a tracksuit bottoms. You feel... Oh, man, I just, I just wanted to get them and say, come on, mate, I'll look after you. But you didn't. Instead, you'd go and beat them up, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mock them senseless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please don't make me laugh, because I'm in such a delicate state at the moment. I really oh, can't. Right. I really can't. OK. No funny stuff, then. No funny stuff, David. We should be fine from you. So what have you got for us this evening? Oh, all right, well, just a little thing, just for my own research. Yes, David. Um, you know the sneeze on air thing? Yes. Is that, like, just for the radio staff only, or 
listeners have never sneezed live on air. Oh, this is... OK, this is a fact that no-one has ever sneezed live on radio. All right, well, next time I call up, then, I, I'll sneeze, because well, I can make myself sneeze. Go on, then, do it now. No, no, I, can't, I haven't got the equipment now. Well, what, what equipment do you need to force a sneeze? <laughs> well, we used to do it at school, like, we'd sit on the back row, and you just get, like, a handkerchief, get it really kind of... a, a nice wedge, wedge it right up as far as you can. Uh, up your nose? Around. Yeah, yeah, tickle you. <laughs> yeah, up your nose. OK, yeah. well, I don't know, I don't know how <laughs> this works. Yeah, yeah, and you just poke it up as far as you can and just... <laughs> Tickle like the top of your nose, and you can make yourself sneeze. And that will make you sneeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but so you, you I'll, haven't I'll got the equipment that. this evening. I got the it won't. Now. It won't work. It won't work. I don't know what it is. This is a fact, and you can Google it and Wikipedia it. No one has ever sneezed live on the radio. It's All never right. ever happened. And you were there's something. I don't know if it's the radio waves that are being sent out. I don't know what it is, but it's never happened. And you won't be able to do it, Dave. Well, now that I've given the secret away, someone's probably going to come and steal my thunder. But I'm going to I'm going to get the record. Okay. Well, then please do give us a call maybe tomorrow, and we can try it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Good. Nice one. Look forward to it. Right then, your best man speak. Yes, David. Cut out a lot of the speech by getting a projector, getting some old photographs of when they were kids. Yeah, that is a good idea. Oh, yeah, it it really works well, you know. You can just introduce a bit at the start. Get some funny beds, you know, that's your thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, yeah, just... It's got the lingo. Yeah, and they always always go down well, the slides, the funny slides. I don't know where... I I did cross my mind, and I thought I've got to lug a projector around with me all day, and I don't know if I can be bothered. Well, it's not as bad as saying that you're the best man for someone you have no stories for, or don't remember anything of the past with. I don't remember anything I've done. It's no disrespect. I don't remember... I couldn't write a best man speech for me. I don't remember anything I've done. (laughs) Honestly, I've I've got no idea. But you think a projector is the way to go? Yeah, yeah. How about Dave... The other Dave that called in, his idea was to start by getting a a spoon and a glass... (laughs) Hitting them together, <laughs> then saying ladies and gentlemen, uh, and then saying the name of the man and the name of the lady, and then doing some jokes. Good icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, forget the projector. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay, <laughs> beautiful. We'll do that then. Lovely. Thank you for that. Right, in terms of pain. Yes, Dave. I bet you felt pain, haven't you? <sighs> Not half, mate. Yeah, I bet you've lived it. Are you? <laughs> yeah. How old are you, Dave? Uh, 36 next week. Oh, I mean, really? I thought you were. He's not, is he? I thought he was a boy. I think he is. Happy yeah, birthday. Like, he's got a yeah, little yeah, kid. I've got a little kid. He's da- my first one as well. Dave, so, what, know, we're both pretty old. What day's your birthday? 12th. It's on the Sunday. Oh, uh, I tell you what, on the Monday, phone up and we'll dedicate the whole show to you. I don't know. <laughs> go on, go on then. <laughs> the, well, the Monday the 13th, it's Dave's birthday show. Only if he phones up on the Monday. Only if you phone up, it's, it's Dave's feel- Dave's birthday show. I feel bad because you wouldn't let Aloise celebrate her birthday. Yeah, that's well, true. Yeah, well, she's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, fair enough then. All right, I'll call. What, Dave? <laughs> I'm blocking his call. No, Dave. She didn't. She bloody put the wrong, put mine. Called me. What do you call me, Mark or something? For the uh, oh look, you're lucky you had a podcast about you, right? And I'm going to bloody keep it as Mark now. Fair enough. Fair enough. You see why I didn't have a birthday special, Dave? You see, you can understand it, can't you? <laughs> right, the pain. Yes, Dave. Come on, let's crack through this. Um, the box browning up the jack, so Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Um... What it was, went to the doctors, had yeah. a bit of piles. When yeah. I, I was only, like, 28. Yeah. Are you sure you're not 16? <laughs> I wish I was. OK, you've got that youth, youthful enthusiasm. Well, I love the show. I do my <laughs> research, you know, I've got my notes here. I'm out in the garden, <laughs> next to the fire, freezing cold, so I don't wake up, Sam. No. I'm, uh, yeah, so... That's your boyfriend's pain. name, is it? 
No, that's my little boy. Oh, sorry. Okay, so I apologise. Okay, right. Okay, yes. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, so so you had you had a bit of the piles, yeah. I had piles. Went to the doctors because I had a little bit of blood. Yeah. You know, so you got to be careful. You you, when, you I, that's why I went the first time. You worried that you got something more serious. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you know, he, he had a little look, nothing yeah. too bad, and he said, right, you just got piles, but. They've told us recommendations. Go to the hospital, get yeah, it checked out. Get a camera up, yeah. yeah. It's a painless, painless thing. Didn't give me any details. I was like, all oh, right, fair enough. You yeah. know, I like to be cautious. Yeah. So I went, went in, expecting like you know maybe a little strange little product there or yeah. something like that. Yeah. He reeled this thing out. It was like a garden hose, <laughs> and it was a good like meter. It wasn't that right. It isn't a meter because is a meter a hundred centimeters. Yeah. He never shoved a metre up inside you. Yeah, but it, it goes, it went all around. He didn't shove, I, I, listen. You know your intestines, like, curve, curl around and everything. <laughs> your, intestines, there, yeah. your intestines are 26 miles long. Well, he went, you know, it felt like he went 27. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> you could feel it on the back <laughs> of your tongue. He didn't go, go listen, because I had a camera up there, and I, he, he, 16 centimetres was as far as he went. Nah, 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 well... I'm built different to you. Oh, okay, I apologise, Dave, yes. Take it out of me. Yeah. But, like, the camera, it's like a little, it's quite small, but it blasts air out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that air blasting up, oh, God, the pain. And then driving home, it was all trying to get out. It was just, oh, that was... Did he do the thing? Because the doctor did mine, and he said, right, okay, I've got it up a few centimetres. Now, on the next push, you might find this quite sexually arousing. Don't be (laughs) alarmed. Did your doctor say this to you? Nah. He said, you might find this arousing. Don't be alarmed if there's a stirring in the old fella. It's where your male G-spot is. And I'm thinking, yeah, or... Oh, oh, oh that's quite... A, and it, there was a little bit of, um, of a fluctuation. Well, obviously, that's not your most painful thing then. No, uh, it, was, it was quite, oh, quite, quite pleasurable. to your hospital. It was good. It was, it was private, this fella. The, the, the one I had the camera shoved up was private. That, that made all mm. the difference. Yeah. It wasn't private the other day. I wish I had gone private the other day. Blimey. Yeah, well, what can I say? Uh, another quick one for you. Oh, yes, it's the Dave show, of course. Yes, I forgot. Yeah. All right, cut me off if you want. <laughs> no, go on, go on. <laughs> um, right, what's your favourite prejudice? That is probably. We had to cut him off last time. I think we did. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. okay. There's always you get to a point with Dave, and there's there's always a limit, and I I think we found it there. Oh, double three oh one two three twelve (laughs) fifteen is the phone number. I do know what the answer is to that, but I'm not. I'm not going to say it. Ian Lee. It's about love and life, and live radio wrestling matches. Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. Speaking vaguely of The Apprentice, uh, live from Studio 5, is that not the greatest television Oh, I've only seen it a couple of times. It's really... We can't stop watching it. Well, it's really weird. Genuinely, genuinely, when you're watching it, you start gravitating towards Melinda Messenger (laughs) as by far the brightest person. (laughs) I mean, she's not stupid. No. But, like, you're not used to being in any situation where you would think, well, Melinda Messenger's on the ball. (laughs) <laughs> there's um, lots of Ian Wright just shrugging his shoulders going, yeah, well, yeah. Why well, is it? He just yeah, goes, yeah, well, well, there you go. What's you that go, about? Yeah. Huh? Ooh, well, uh, t- give us an boy, opinion. 12-year-old boy wants a sex change. I mean, come on. What? Why? What? What? What is that? What is that? And, it, uh, yeah, it's that for sort of... And there's a lot of... When I've seen it, is it deliberate? You see a lot of, like, the floor manager sort of I pointing at I think it's the... to make it look like it's a, it's a bit of a club. And, right. Uh, yeah. It's Not a... like it's just going wrong, because that's what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like it's just going wrong. Yeah, I think it's meant to be... 
Are they told they're on air? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because they sort of talk a bit like they're not. What, well, there you go. Go on. So Kate Walsh, yes. who was the apprentice, uh, the runner-up, who's yeah. one of the hosts. Going out with Philip. Yes, going yeah. out with Philip Pants Man. Yeah, yeah Pants Philip, Pants. who I wrote, I was really horrible about him in print. I wrote something really horrible about yeah. him. Um, but yeah, no. So she was. She's in live from Studio Five, and I wrote a re- review of it, yeah. saying it wasn't the greatest program. You said it was, it was for, ideal for vegetables. Yeah. Well, it was like literal vegetables, <laughs> yeah. like literally a bit of celery or something um, in a bowl of milk, kind of looking. At, <laughs> but um, she she tweeted me. After oh. she she sent me a thing going, oh, not a fan of the show then. Oh, so like and I just dear. felt bad because she seems like a blameless. But you wouldn't like if she was if she was selling you something at a jumble sale, yeah. you wouldn't go, oh, you're a bit stupid, your stall's a bit crap, <laughs> would you? Be a horrible person. Like I think to take those that that anger into the real world, I yeah. have to be psychotic. So what do you? say? I didn't say anything. I was too too shamed because what can you do? You can't if you reply to her and go, oh, only a joke. <laughs> then you're sort of doing it publicly. Because it's Twitter, yeah. You're sort of doing it publicly. Um, so what? What? In, what? What do you do? I just left it, and then that probably looks like I think I'm better than her. There's going to be a time, surely, when you can't you can't do this job anymore. When you do get too much of a conscience, and you have met too many people mm. to slag them off. Yeah, yeah. What am I going to do then? I don't know. Well, I know what I'll do then. I'll no. I don't. I don't. What am I going to do then? <laughs> Jesus, genuine panic in your yeah. voice there. Well, no. I know. I've thought this a lot because I've sort of thought. I'm doing. I suppose I, what I've done, you see. So what I've done subtly. Yeah. What I'm subtly doing is slightly. So I suppose I'm. I'm doing kind of probably less TV criticism yes. and more sort of general stuff. Yeah. Like like news type things, or doing something like Dead Set where I'm writing something. So I'm probably going to go more in that direction. Okay. I reckon. Uh, what's the best uh, computer game system? Oh, well, you see, I like the Xbox 360 because everything's available for it. You see, I, yeah. and it's useful. It's easy to use. Yeah, it's like easy, and most things are on it, and it can do most stuff. I discovered the other day you can plug a USB key into it. So, so that was just yet another feather in its cap. And what There's are you playing of... at the moment? Well, I'm not at oh. the moment. I've got Uncharted Two, which is for the PS3. I haven't played that. Apparently, it's brilliant. So I've heard it's brilliant. That, but I don't like my PS. I don't like no, the PlayStation. I don't like it because do you find you can't tell when it's on or off? Yeah. Like, there's no clues to no, it. No it noise, just, no lights. It just goes bit and uh, yeah, and sometimes it comes on when you don't expect it to. The yeah. Wii does that as well. Yeah. Then if you've noticed that, it comes on. I've not noticed the Wii coming on. Yeah, it comes. Then they come on and they go away. It's uh, you know, like they know better than me when they should be on, <laughs> which is frankly not fair. No, and I don't like you have to fiddle around with the lead. Why is it just going to? Yeah, you just want one lead. That was what. That's the one memory I take Come away on. from working in computer games yeah. shops throughout the nineties. Is how angry I used to get about leads all the time because ninety percent of my job involved pulling joy pads and aerial leads out of drawers and trying to untangle yeah. them. And like constantly, even now, if I glance at, there's some leads I can see there coming from that phone and that's making me quite angry. <laughs> so I can't wait until everything is wireless. I think genuinely there'll be a lot less anger in the world when, when everything's wireless. You know what I mean? Like, when are you going to get, like, wireless... Like, electricity... They've done wireless electricity, haven't they? They've invented that. They've invented it. Um, wireless taps, that's next. And then we're totally... Wireless and when you can wireless toilets, <laughs> so you can email crap. Uh, like I've often thought that should happen. I don't know what I'm talking about, but don't you think? I mean, look how many cables there are in here, doesn't it? Doesn't it? 
You don't have to. Somebody comes in and tidies these away, and look, they've clipped clips around them all, so they're all neat. If this was my house, this would be a, like I'd be dragged in. You'd have been cutting me free. <laughs> I, I don't. It's a genuine point. Do you not get angry about cables? How many cables have you got in your house? So the book is. <laughs> The hell of it all. Yeah. Charlie Brooker. Yeah. It's out the, uh, it's the shops. Dead, dead sets on DVD as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just come out with a new cover. That's all. <laughs> a new cover. Have you done a commentary on it? No. You see, we, oh, didn't, we didn't have time to do a commentary. No, I'll tell you what it was, actually. Because yeah. when it first came... Sorry. So I was, was wrapping up then, yeah. and now we're, we're back yes. into another 20 I'll minutes. i quickly tell you <laughs> that we, when, when it first came out on DVD, the DVDs were pressed before it had gone on air. Yeah. And they said, do you want to do a commentary? And I thought, well, no. Because what if it's the, been the biggest flop? Like ever, <laughs> and because I've seen that before on things where I saw, I can't remember what it was, but it was a DVD of some series, and on the commentary they were going, "Well, here we go, it's episode one, and <laughs> well, maybe this was a big hit, you know, you never know, maybe it was a disaster, <laughs> and it what had been a disaster, fantastic, and then they just sounded like tits for the rest of the company as they're bothering to bothering to describe how funny it was the day that they had to the couldn't find the costume for the man and you just thought i don't care about you your failed project you and so that was why you know being cautious i thought i don't want you don't know what tone to strike because mm. you know you, you sometimes get apologetic yeah commentaries <laughs> anyway i don't know what i'm babbling about sorry we we can end now yeah okay. we've done 40 minutes i'll shut up thank you it's nice thanks for coming in thank you Thank you, dear listener, for indulging. That was Charlie Brooker. That was quite some time ago. I'm not uh, at the top of my game this evening, so thank you for indulging me uh, and allowing me to play that. He's fun, isn't he? Uh, and he was promoting a book. I thoroughly recommend you go and buy it. Whatever it was, it was good. I know that much. Uh, we'll speak to... Um, we've got some phone calls coming up after this. Crowded house. We're getting there. Holly James is on at one o'clock. Uh, it, it's not been... I've not been fully focused this evening, dear listener. I'm in pain, and I've uh, just had some painkillers, and so I'm even less focused, but perhaps slightly perkier than I was earlier on in the show. Uh, the last 30 minutes of the show! Andre! Excuse me, Wayne. Yes, could you turn your radio off? Well, me? Yes. You always saying that. You're always leaving it on. Is that better? Well, no, I can hear the radio. What about that? You can't unravel now, can you? Is this, is this Harry? No, this is, um, Crazy Pearl and me. Who's Harry? I don't know where he is. Well, hang on, wait there a second. Right, uh, back to the phones. Harry is in Piccadilly next. Hi, Harry. Hi there, uh, Harry, uh, yeah, from Piccadilly Circus. Okay, what did you want to say, Harry? This is about well, Diane's situation, isn't it? Uh, is that about the, um, 16-year-old going out with the 21-year-old? That's the one. What I'd say really is, I think um, uh, um, her mother should try to stop this uh, relationship. But how, Harry? That's for, the, for the point. Simple, well, for the simple reason, she must. Is, is she made or is she on her own? That um, the, the, the sixteen-year-old's mother. Uh, I don't know. Actually, Diane doesn't make a. She didn't tell me. Say or not? No, she hasn't told me. If she's. Because I think she's interrogating very well. Or as much as you could, and then uh, try and split the relationship for the simple reason a man matures at 21, but a 16 year old girl is not really a woman. Harry? Harry? What was that all about? Uh, William? Yes? I'm with a snip. I don't understand what you're saying. The snip. 
Sorry? The slip you had the other day. What? You said you had a slip. Is he completely ignored the last three minutes? <laughs> yeah. When? Harry, yes. Uh, I'm Harry. Yes. Yeah, but you, you had to go to the hospital for a slip, didn't you? Yes, I did, yes, yes. How did it grow? It was all right. Was it painful? Very. Um, well, don't worry too much. But, um, what was your thing? Well, Louise. Well, thanks for that advice, Harry. That's that's. Louise. Yeah? Did you want to take a tweet for tonight for the suburbs of Wesley? No, what I want to know is who Harry is and why he's giving uh, sex and uh, relationship advice on another radio station. I don't know, but he's very clever, hasn't he? <laughs> but uh, he's probably all with you there. It's who? No. Probably all with you on Quavana. No. No. Well, none of them. None of them are here. You can talk. Uh, to boy is lovely. You can talk to Terry. Terry. Uh, Who's Terry? Hello. Hello. Well, hello, Andre. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, well, hello, Andre. How are you, Harry? No, gravies. I'm going to regret this. Hello, you're going to regret this, Harry. What? You're going to regret talking to me. What's that? Be careful, he can make women orgasm just by looking at them. What do you think now? Oh, that's done to you then, didn't it, Harry? Oh, so I can't pronounce the name properly. Just as bloody well I can look at you, Andre, isn't it? How is it spelled, Harry? Is it how you say, what, what, what? Your wife? Oh, I'm not looking at your wife. Well, Harry, you say... Are you pissed again, Harry? Harry? I come from Cardiff in South Morgan, actually. 
Sounds cool more than okay, yeah. And okay, really yeah, clever. actually, we like it, don't we? And you're a really clever bloke, aren't you? Uh, some might say, but Ian thinks I'm crazy. But then again, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But you think you're clever, don't you? Uh, not, not entirely, no. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sat here like a prat uh, just talking on the radio. I'd be making money. No. Mm. Good night. But there again, that's me. Just a bit of advice for people if they want to attain something, just thinking it happens. Say, for instance, you thought of something like when you're in stone, oh, I'm in heaven. Well, you're in heaven now, if you wanted to be. Oh, I shut you up. Hello. Where are you? Hello? 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 Men want us too. minutes of the show. Are you going to stay in there, Eloise? Um, uh, I don't mind. I'll take that as a yes, then. Uh, Polly James is on at one o'clock. I've gone deaf in one ear. I've tried to blow my nose, but realising... Blo- th- this is the amazing thing. You don't know how much your bum is responsible for oh, until yeah. you can't use it. So, blowing my nose, my bum is doing all the work. And so I've had to abandon that halfway through. I've got, I've got to go, because I'm, I'm bunged up. You have to do a squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a real half-hearted blow there. Oh, dear. So, bending down, your bum's involved. Sitting down, obviously, your bum's involved. But not just when you make contact. The Mm. actual act of sitting down. Standing up, your bum's involved. Reaching up, your bum is doing all... Your bum does everything. Coughing. Yeah, coughing, everything. It's it's there. I think it's the most important muscle in the world. Yeah, it must be. And I can't do any of this stuff. Jeez. Oh, well. I'm all bummed up now. Uh, 03 is the phone number. The last 15 minutes of the show, before Polly James comes on, we will take your calls straight to air. So that means that you will be doing nothing in that room if you stay there, Eloise. That's why I'm confused as to why you'd... I just didn't even... Stay I didn't there. even think about it, but so I'll come s- in. I'll come well, in. you don't have to if you don't want to, and obviously you no, don't want to. No, it wasn't that. I, mean, <laughs> I what, just didn't you, even think about it. I are, just... you, are you MySpacing? Are you getting... Um... I've not even got the computer on. No. Okay, you're getting messages on your pager. What's going I on in there? I haven't got a pager. And I don't have a phone that works down here. you got an iPhone now. 
it's upstairs, so it doesn't even work. Can't get it to work. Couldn't I don't get an iPhone to work. And I came in, and the first thing she said was, oh, you, you come just in time, you can help me do the iPhone. <laughs> and I looked at it for about 10 seconds, and it turns out that the bum muscle is the most important muscle when, when <laughs> updating the program on a new phone. And I went, do you know what, Eloise? I, I really, I can't. So it remained broken. I can't do this today. You, th- these computers are so rubbish, you won't get a modern iTunes. I, can't, I don't know what to do, though, because... I'll take it I'm going to do it for you. Will you? I won't actually, no. I would do if I were not feeling poorly. Uh, I'd, uh, I mean, next week? Yeah. Do I need, will I need it before then on that? I don't need iTunes before then, will I? Well, you need it to update. What, what were you do, trying to do to your phone then? I don't even know. I, all I was told does, is you've got to plug it in. Does your, does your phone work? Yeah. Well, then you don't need to do anything to it. It's fine. Well, it's all under my dad's name and stuff. I don't know how to change any of it. Well, you need to phone up the company and say, I'm, I, this is my phone now. Can I have a number? Then you've got to sign up to a contract I've got and everything. All that. I've done all that. Well, then do it. I have done it, but it's not changed anything. That's why they were like, you've got to They'll... put it into iTunes. Who said that? The, the people on the phone. Oh, well, then you'll need to plug it into... If, they, if the people on the phone have told you, then yes, that's exactly what... Oh, what they you're... have, and I don't know how to do it. It doesn't work. It won't work on these computers. These computers here no are rubbish. Option. Buy a computer. I can't afford one. What I did, can I tell you what I did at the weekend, and I'd forgotten this. When I used to be off my face um, a lot, what I'd do is masturbate and shop on Amazon, right? Uh. And, just, and I couldn't do one of those things. Your bum muscle's involved in that. Mm. So I spent a lot of time... I just ordered so much stuff off Amazon this weekend. Like, so much stuff. I don't... DVDs... How is this relevant to me? CDs, because it's me talking now, and I'm relevant to you. Uh, I don't know how it's relevant. There was some... The, 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 the co-di-pramadol has kicked in now, and there was some relevance here. Anyway, I spent a lot of time ordering stuff off the internet. You should do the same. Well, it's not going to help my situation not being able to use my bloody phone. It's not, is it? Uh, line six, you're on the wireless. Good, good evening. Good evening. <laughs> uh, isn't sir. Yes. And I just want to give a little shout-out to Nicholas Offen. Um, he's now just over uh, six hours old. Oh, well, is he, is he yours? He, no, no, he's my nephew. Well, there you go. Congratulations. Being an uncle is one of the greatest things in the world. Line four, you're on the wireless. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's all we're going to get of that. That was nice. Thank you for that. I enjoyed that. Could have had a bit more. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. It's Mark from Crew. Hello, Mark. Hello, do you remember me? The other night, the guy with the one nut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right, my friend. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had your up and it's gone well. I'm sorry you're in a lot of pain. Yeah, it was for... It was for uh, do you know, I'm really worried, though, that I'm going to strain so hard to go to the toilet. And I'm sorry this has been a, a, a you know, a very toilet-based um, show. It's all right, mate. It's all right. But yeah, I'm worried yeah. I'm going to strain so much that I'm going to rip it again. Well, I'll give you the technical word for straining on the toilet. It's called fucking. I've heard that, yes, I have heard that. But anyway, I I don't believe anyone... I'm quite surprised none of your male listeners have rang in. The worst pain, apart from having a testicle removed and your rumpectomy, is catching the end of your old fellow in your zip. Ooh. 
Oh, that's yes, game, my that friend. is not nice. And when you've done it so badly that you can't it's, just pull it out, you've got to unzip the fly exactly, again to get it like, out. It's like that sweet pain. You've got to think, oh, I've got to, no, I've got to undo this zip here now. I don't know where you get the phrase sweet well, pain from. There's well, nothing sweet odd. about it. It's well, horrible bit, one, that. I'm a bit, you know, I'm a bit strange. I suppose there's, there's less chance of you catching stuff, though, when you're doing your zip-up. Now there's, very there's, true, there's, very there's true. less going on down there. Very true. That's yeah, but yeah, that that is a that is a pain to behold. One nut. Thank you for that. It is it is an un- unbelievable pain. Line six from the wireless. Hi Ian, it's Darren in Dundee. Hello, Darren from Dundee. Um, I'm just phoning to say hi. So um, hi. Hi. Goodbye. Let's try um, five. You're on the wireless. Good evening. This is the pension saints of new wave and alternative eighties. Mm. Didn't anybody tell that woman that putting them in a bin was very cruel for cats? It's cruel for... Cruel for cats! Oh, okay, look, he's done a joke there. Let's go to live four, you're on the wireless. Hey, baby, what's happening? Que pasa? Que... What's your pasta? Ow, here, you hippy-dippy weatherman with all you hippy-dippy weatherman. Thank you. Oh, let's go to the star of the Stephen Nolan show on Five Live at the weekend. Yes, line two. Hello, how you doing, fella? It's Gary from Bristol. Long I'm going ha- I'm gonna to have to ask you to get to the question, Gary. You're taking rather a long time for Stephen Nolan at the weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was speaking to Andy Byrne. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you to get to the question. I have to ask you to get to the question, Gary. You're taking quite okay, a long time here. question was... Uh, why are you making uh, the Labour Party into such a uh, middle-class club? And how are you going to make it... That wasn't uh, the question. That was the question. Well done. That was, that was uh, so... And also, yeah. oh yeah, I was on hold for like 40 minutes on Talks for it. OK, and well, there you go. And they've been cut off on uh, Absolute. Line one, you're on the wireless. I mean, I... Bum, 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 me, me. I told the uh, call up thing to be me. Thank you. <laughs> Four, you're on the wireless. Uh, Hello there. Uh, I've got a fantastic story to tell about uh, someone's uh, penis getting trapped in the zip. Okay, let's hear about penis getting trapped in a zip. Right, uh, my friend at work, right, uh, went into the toilet, went into the cubicle, uh, zipped it up too quick, and it was trapped so much that he ended up having to go to the manager and explain to him that he had to go to uh, A&E. And where's the fantastic story about the penis getting trapped in the zip? Pardon? They're okay. <laughs> Line one, you're on the uh, wireless. Oh, my God, I really... Two, you're on the wireless. My friend Daniel is making sexual advances at me and I'm... Oh, OK, when, it's surely the school holidays, they end. This is the last week, I think, of school holidays, I have isn't no it? idea. I think it could be. We could be We could be um, back to normal rules next week. Oh, yeah, it starts September, doesn't it? I've asked John Ronson to come on the show as a guest. you know who he is? No. He's good. He's a writer. He's very good. He used to manage a band as well, but he's a writer. I've asked him to come on. Cool. I sent him... This is what I was doing, like, this is what I was doing at the weekend. I was off my face, OK? So I'm, I couldn't do that. Ordering stuff on eBay, and then just, like... Like making advances to people via Twitter. So, so John Ronson, who I'm a big fan of, and I've sort of I've met him a couple of times years ago. But I just sent him a message. Do you want to come on my show? It was like being drunk at a party. Do you want to come <laughs> on my show, John? And he went, "But yes, I would love to." Oh. Uh, and then and then the next day, it's like, 
Oh my God! What did I say? <laughs> I've asked John Ronson to come on the show, but by co- by coincidence, he was I, happy. But he's well, he's happy. And then like, a friend of mine said, "Oh, would you come and do a show with me next week?" I'm thinking of asking John Ronson to be on it as well, so I can then meet John You've Ronson and say I was off my face yeah. on uh, drugs. Did you ask anyone else? Um, I'm I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure you what go I did. Back on your sent tweet. I, I think I've I think I've I've asked some people. Line three, you're on the wireless. All right, then. Do you fancy sing songs? Yeah, go on then. Heartbeat. Why do you miss when my baby kisses? Oh, I don't know the rest of it. No, no, I'm not sure of the rest Thank you for that. That was, uh... Peter out of the end there. Line two, you're on the wireless. Ian. Yes. I called up because I keep sneezing and this is the way to stop. Okay, lovely. He's, uh, he's, uh, he wants to stop because he knows that no one can sneeze on live radio. <laughs> one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Um, can you ask uh, Miss Terry Amaya if she will be my wife, please? Just quickly. No, I won't. I won't do that. No, the, the, what? It's not up to you There's to not, ask I'm not her. getting involved. <laughs> well, it might be your mistress, for we know. Line five. Turn it up! Turn it up! Oh, we couldn't hear that. Okay. If you're going to play audio down the phone, which is I'm a big fan of, turn it up. Mm. Is a uh, basic um, prerequisite there. Line three, you're on the wireless. Uh, and Louise, what's your favourite Nirvana song? Um, Francis Farmer would have her revenge on Seattle. It's got to be Heart Shaped Box. Obvious. Heart, either that or um, something in a way. D- should we sing a duet? All right then. Something in a way. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, what, what's, I forget the. Um, it's okay, it's fresh, cause they don't have any feeling. Na 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 na. Cause the tarp has sprung and we go something in the way. Mmm. Something in the way. Mmm. Polly James is up next. Fingers crossed I'll be back tomorrow, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Ta-ta.